So you are the gearhead, the jerks putting the walking cane emoji in all my social media. This is that fan, and I am not going to take this from you in cells. Excuse me, Dad. You may think that this is that fan week, but oh no, this, this is Carl, Carl week. week. And now your host, Blind Mike, Mike. 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 Gary. Really using this technology right. <laughs> given us the ability to have Joe Rogan as our announcer. And now we've reached the heights of having a guy I was on with 18 hours ago. Imagine if he was on this show. He was like 12 hours ago. It wasn't even that long. Wouldn't that be crazy if he, if we got him? <laughs> Carl's on every... He would, he would resort to doing this podcast. He's on every fucking show now. He'd come on. He'd probably actually enjoy this episode a lot. <laughs> he would have a lot, of, a lot of fun with this, I think. Um... We will, of course, uh, break down some of the goings on in that world with Stuttering John and Shuli. Uh, we'll get there. We've got some Mark Norman, Bobby Lee, Kalila stuff, uh, Fighter and the Kid, Brendan Schaub stuff. But I mean, today, if you guys don't subscribe to the Patreon, you probably don't even know the Haver de Grace debacle yet. You don't know the the massacre that happened in Haver de Grace. <laughs> Um, so we want to explain all of that to you today. And, you know, we've got a new target. That fan is our enemy now. Yes. Uh, he made it very clear what he thinks of all of you by telling you what he thinks of me and uh, the fine folks that were there, the handful of us. He was really speaking to all of us. So take it personally if you'd like, because I think you should. I think it was directed at all of you. So um, I, we do have uh, the meat of that Patreon episode is on YouTube right now if you want to check that out. Um, so make sure you do it. But the gist of it essentially was that um, in Haver de Grace, we had a hell of a time. We've got some audio that's going to prove what a great time we had and what great audience members we were. And uh, at some point during the show, that fan noticed the laughs that Tom Myers was getting and I guess got jealous or protective or something. He didn't like it. And he told security that he can as you heard in the intro, kick those incels out anytime you want. <laughs> and surprisingly, the 90-year-old women were like, yeah, we're not going to do that right now. But <laughs> thanks for thanks for giving us the edict. Who the fuck do you think you are? That respectable bunch that's laughing real hard? Yeah, we'll get we'll get rid of them right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the 40% of the laughs in the room, if not more. <laughs> um. So I guess we should start with that right out of the gate. So we're in Haver de Grace. Um, whole story's on Patreon. Go uh, subscribe if you'd like to hear that. Blindmike.net is where you can find the Patreon, all the free links. Um, Apple, Spotify, YouTube for this show, as well as Why You Laughing, and Who Are These Socials that I do with Carl. Um, so uh, check all those programs out if you'd be so kind. And uh, if you like those, subscribe to the Patreon because uh, we do things like that on there. And we, I think we're going to break down at some point all of the audio that we have. Um, we have most of the show, except oddly, we don't have the real smoking gun where Dad Fan acknowledges us and says that we were there to tease Tom Myers. That's like the only part of the show we don't have for some reason. Yeah. Um, but we have the rest of it, and I think it's worth going through. But I just wanted to prove a point today. Now, Tom Myers is a friend of mine, as you learned. Um, I, I think there's a chance we end up doing a, a podcast together, or maybe we just keep it private and vacation together. Who knows where this relationship will go? Um, but we became good pals, and uh, I just want, so I don't want to play too much of his set, because who knows if he's gearing up for a special. 
but I know some of it he's done before. Some of it's material he's done, you know, on his podcast and things. So uh, I feel comfortable in playing some of that for that reason. It's really just rationalizing because I like Tom Myers now. So it's rationalizing why we're fucking him over here. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, I wanted to play some audio just to get everything out on the table. Cause you guys might be thinking, Hey, Mike thinks he was gr- a great audience member. He was probably an asshole. Au contraire, my friend, let's play it. This is from the Haver de Grace opera house. This is the intro to the show. For the evening, he has uh, toured all over the country. He's been doing comedy for a long time. And uh, everybody, please give a great big, warm, having a grace welcome for your host this evening, Tom Meyer. <laughs> I mean, Carl, what what type of venue would you think that was in? That's that's an arena pop. <laughs> that is a big pop. I'm Craig, by the way. <laughs> what did I call you, Carl? Oh, wishful thinking. I know what you prefer. It's funny. <laughs> I originally was going to say Kirk, and then I was like, no, he wouldn't be on this show. <laughs> no, no. Give a round of applause I guess before this, just remind everyone that there was an issue with the beginning of the show timing. Oh, that's important to note. Yeah, remember we told you that uh, they sent us an email that said seven. We all thought the show started at seven. Uh, that wasn't the case. And while you know, while it got a little hot, people got a little hot under the collar there. Temp- temperatures were high. Tom Myers is going to ease that tension a little bit with a little humor. Thank you all so much. Some of you got here a little early. I know there was a little bit of confusion about the start time of the show. Uh, they wanted me to make another announcement. Actually, the show starts at nine. What? So, uh, if you want to go out and get some of the drink, I'm really snooker. We'll all be a lot funnier than that, I promise. So. No, thank you guys so much for coming out. You might um, recognize that laugh. <laughs> you just sounded disgusted. I would never as leave. I, as I said um, on the Patreon show, a lot of people have accused me have accused me of having a fake laugh at times, <laughs> and I would suggest that the only the people at that show now know what that would sound like. And soon you all, yes. It's been a pretty big year for me because I had a milestone birthday. I just turned forty this year. Woo! I was born in late January of nineteen eighty three, so I was born in what's known as the lunar year of the dog. Which is fitting because, without warning, I will go ahead and dry hump your leg at random. No. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't all huge pops. (laughs) That was just you, it sounded like. (laughs) I I, I couldn't do all the work, for Christ's sake. I got the intro going pretty good. Uh, Drew Peeball sent a super chat with no message. It was just 20 bucks. And I think that's just like, you know, he was part of it, you know, just supporting a brother in arms. Yeah. <laughs> Drew Peoples and I really, that was something we bought. That was a friendship blossoming, I think. It's maybe the funniest name on Twitter. If I, I don't even think of it that way. I just think of him as Drew now. <laughs> just Drew, Drew PB. If, if, I, I mean, if I lived in Virginia, he'd be co-hosting the show, we'd be getting, bre- maybe not even, maybe we'd just be getting breakfast together every day or something like that. I think we're buddies. <laughs> Down birthdays, about getting older, but I'm not. I'm not, I love birthdays. Some of my greatest memories happened on my birthday. My 18th birthday, my uncle got me a lap dance. 
Woo! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I tipped him 10 bucks. He was actually no. good. No! Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, uh, Justin, you de- Justin's the one, well, I don't know. Anyone could be taping this. I have no idea. I'm not implicating anybody. But I think Justin may have been close to the microphone. <laughs> I think he was awfully close, maybe right on top of it. That's why I'm not actually showing the video because it's the phone may or may not be in someone's pocket yeah yeah yeah. that's fine (laughs) it's about turning 40 of course it's not so much that you know when you get to be 40 you have to pay to have someone put their finger up your ass it's just that it's going to be the first time i'll have to do it for medical purposes oh jesus christ (laughs) i'm trying to get the people going All right, skip ahead a little bit. I want to get this Oregon Trail joke because I think that was the biggest ovation of the night. I think it's because Tom's really feel that's that's where I felt the Michael Scott moment, where um, uh, the episode where Michael Scott's addressing the shareholders when Dunder Mifflin is uh, facing bankruptcy. Yeah, and Michael Scott gets on the stage and he is he's just feeling it. And we are going carbon neutral. <laughs> and he's, he's doing the twirl and he's getting a round of applause. This was his Michael Scott moment, I felt like. Cool ways to die. I'll tell you why, because uh, to play Oregon Trail, what you do is you collect the family, you buy supplies, and you travel from Independence, Missouri to Oregon. That's the game. It was before Xbox Live. Sue me, all right? <laughs> but there was no cool ways to die. Boy, like, my laugh really stands out in this audience. <laughs> you can be you can be loud just in general, but when you're like, I'm going to really amplify right now. <laughs> For context, I'm at least ten rows behind Justin. <laughs> uh, super chat from Box Eating Dad. Where was Craig on January sixth? Great question. Uh, do you want to answer that before we move on? I can't legally do that. Uh, well, you so look through the pictures. <laughs> Trail, because like, a lot of these kids today, they have games where you could, you know, you could like die in battle. You can get shot to death, die all sorts of cool ways. Oregon Trail, the other ways you could die were typhoid and dysentery. <laughs> like kids today, they have. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest right now. So far. It feels like a moment where, like, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example, but to us, it felt like we were seeing the Beatles at Shea Stadium. Yeah. (laughs) And now listening to the audio, it was maybe a little different. (laughs) No, no, it picks up. It for sure picks up. Good, 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 good. From a place of glory, my generation, contaminated food and bloody diarrhea. Oh, my God. You're making the audience laugh harder than he is. Thank you. Right? I'm, I'm delivering. Yes. <laughs> no, we all our games had to be educational. And I remember there was this one computer game we were playing. It was about mammals. And the object of the game was you would go ahead and click on the name of the mammal, and it would tell you how to pronounce the name of the mammal when you clicked on the name. Sounds pretty cool, right? There were a couple problems there. They had a, uh, uh, one of the animals they had was a donkey, but they didn't call it a donkey. They oh, called it no. an ass. Oh. <laughs> also, we didn't see it going there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Justin did it either. <laughs> uh, Suburban Tug Time, uh, $2. Jazz for Friday, Bimp. I think he meant BMP, but wrote Bimp. 
Oh, well, thank you, buddy. We're all jazzed. Oh, super. Do you know that there's a mammal called a dick dick? What? No. <laughs> no, hold on, Craig. As an outside observer, you weren't there. <laughs> Are we being assholes? Like, this is, all, this is all in good fun so far. So he can't see you, I'm guessing, from the stage. Right. So, oh, well, the lights were on. <laughs> completely? Yeah. It was oh. weird. Okay. Uh, I mean, like, dimmed a little bit, I guess, but they were on. All right. So typically, you can't really see that far from the stage. So yeah. <laughs> normally, I'd be like, he's just blindly killing. Right. So, I don't know. I th- I, he's Yeah, there's no reason. Like, we are going like, oh, God. But if you think, here's my thing. If you think these jokes are funny, because, like, if you wrote these jokes, you think they're funny, I assume. You're telling them on stage. You think they must work. There's no reason to assume that the reaction you're getting is sarcastic, right? No. No. All right. And even if you were, if you found out you drove from Boston to pay to see him, I think he'd be fine. Plus, he did exactly. talk to you after. So if he did see you. He it, did. He was excited that we came from Boston. There you go. It's a species of antelope. So you get like 30 middle schoolers, 30 public middle schoolers, 30 Harvard County public middle schoolers. <laughs> That's not even us. See, we got the energy up so much that it was infectious. You were definitely laughing in there. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> Let's rewind. Let me hear that again. <laughs> Hold on. It's true. It's a, it's a species of antelope. So you get like 30 middle schoolers, 30 public middle schoolers, 30 Harvard County That's you. <laughs> in one room, here's what you get. Ass, dick, 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 ass, ass, dick, 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 dick. So much differently. <laughs> well, if you can, I should have. I was so confident that I didn't listen to it beforehand. I was just like, he crushes here. <laughs> if it, it, try, it goes up and down, but if you hear, if you, you can yeah. hear the one laugh that's really laughing, it is you. So you just block it out. That, that's certainly me. Can we go? Maybe go to the end of his set and hear his ovation when he gets off. You don't want to hear the thing that we played. Oh, I do. I want to hear that as well. Let's go to that first. Okay, I think it's about here. I want to see a Woody. I want it to be a 34 wagon. All right, that was that was for my that was for my aforementioned silent generation peeps in the crowd. I gotta appeal to everybody these days, you know. But uh, no, doing comedy is fun. I, I have a lot of uh, fans. I have a lot of supporters. I get a lot of pretty weird DMs though. Like this one person came in my Instagram DMs, and he actually asked this. He asked, "Hey Tom, when are you gonna start being funny?" Ooh. And I said, probably when I stop banging your mom. Oh, <laughs> <God's ass. laughs> 
I like, oh, I want to rewind it again because you can hear your laugh pierce through the room and then Justin just screams, God, his ass. I gotta tell you, that's how overjoyed I was. It was almost, now I'm feeling like I had like a, a psychedelic experience or something because I have such a memory of this that like we were lifting Tom up on our shoulders and carrying him through. It sounds it quite translate to that. It's just me laughing. Do you want to go back to his special and listen to the crowd not reacting at all? <laughs> well, that's we gotta hear. We gotta hear the ovation for him getting off stage. Hold on, I just want. I want to hear that Justin got his ass because it's a beautiful combination. It's like a right yeah. left of you laughing. This is, if you want to look at this any other way than support, I you're. It's foreign to me. I have no idea where the fuck you're from. <laughs> and I said, probably want to stop banging your mom. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's pure. That hit me in the gut. <laughs> it's, be- it's beautiful. Actually, I don't know. If- I didn't see it go in that direction. I wonder, I wonder if the- him getting off is on here. That might be a Patreon thing. I might have cut it in the wrong spot. Let's- oh, no. Come on. Let's let's see. Hold on. I actually, I can pull up the full video. I'll give you a second. Tales from the uh, magical place known as uh, Bel Air, Maryland. Here in Harper County. There but it is. Most female comedians, I don't get unsolicited dick pics in my inbox because I ask for them. Harry <laughs> <laughs> Grace, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Boys, boys, boys. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, Enough. <laughs> Chef Lewis Super Chat. Uh, memories. Five bucks. <laughs> you know, Chef Lewis was there. I wonder if he had the same experience. He's like, <laughs> he's like no, I swear we were louder. <laughs> but loud or not, is that a disrespectful audience, would you say? No. Guys, in the chat, tell me if I'm wrong. That seemed perfectly fine to me. I mean, now it is. In the time, uh, at the time, no. <laughs> well, in, yeah, in hindsight, sure. <laughs> um, so I think we should, we'll, we'll do this all on Patreon someday. Yeah. We'll uh, lo- look through all of this audio, because, I mean, there were some gems. I think Fez Grimes, more than anyone, had the, the set of his life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to, I'd like to, uh, we, it'll just be a whole show one day. I don't know, Patreon or otherwise, we'll figure it out. Right. A vacation show, maybe. Vacation show. Perfect. There we go. Um, so let's just skip ahead to Dad Fan. And now let's hear the ovation he gets when he comes on stage. So are you guys ready for your headliner for the night? Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, start that round of applause going right now. He's the original winner. Give it up for Tom as if The Undertaker is coming out. Yeah. (laughs) Either that or Dave Chappelle. (laughs) That's an intro. Tom's getting fired up for this fucking guy. He'd be a great wrestling manager now that you say that. (laughs) Today, Dad. 
It's really good to build on the momentum Tom gave you. I know. You just let that thing all die. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ew. We'll give it up for Tom. Give me all comedian. Did he get hit over the head with a brick before he walked on? He's so confused, and this is what I'm saying, is the energy change, like, Tom was loving it. Even if Tom, if part of Tom thought we were being sarcastic or whatever, he was having a ball with it. He was having, he had the set of his life, you know, maybe a little different than I remember, but it was the set of his life. And, and Dad is like, oh, I don't know what that was. Like, he's all fucking, he, he's about to shit on the act that went right before him, too, if I remember right. Why didn't you guys bring more people? <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, they did everything they could, Dad. Their fucking aunts and uncles were there. <laughs> Give it for Harford County, wherever this is. Let's get that around. Okay. I watched WAT or Watts as it's going to be now. Like, what's, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's happening? Yeah. You watched Watts. <laughs> I watched Watts. Uh, you got a dose of Watts up. Yeah. <laughs> Why does he always always pretend he doesn't know where the fuck he is or what things are called. That's his thing. And Carl's the one that pointed it out. I don't know if he's right, but Carl was like, I think his bit is that he's like, I don't know where I am. Where I th- I think it's more that he's just blatantly disrespecting the towns he's going. I 100% agree with you. He, think, he thinks he's bigger than all of these places. Correct. So he's like, oof. I mean, if I did a show where fucking 60 people went to Haver de Grace, Maryland to see me, I'd be so flattered. <laughs> I, I don't think I could do it. Like, we can bust Tom Meyer's balls all day if we want. I don't think I'm putting 60 asses in those seats in Haver de Grace. So, I think show a little would. fucking respect. While, and meanwhile, Dad's like, uh, we're, who even knows where we are? Who cares? Yeah, this was, uh, Principal Uncertainty says, this was Tom's Shea Stadium. He probably hasn't slept since. That's see, I'm not wrong in that. It, it, maybe for me, I'm remembering it differently, but I think for Tom, and that's the goal that I said to the boys. I said, fellas, if we do our job, Tom is going to put his head on his pillow tonight thinking, I am the fucking man. <laughs> and I think, I believe that he did. Yeah. Has his attitude and his TikToks changed since that show? Like he's more confident now. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'd have to see that. That'd be he's wearing a leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got a wig now and it's slicked back. <laughs> Finishes his iced coffee and just throws it on the ground. <laughs> he's always chewing gum like uh, Norm playing Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The toothpick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm in uh, Baltimore or wherever. Who cares? <laughs> I'm in uh, I don't know Washington. Is it D.C. or state? I don't even fucking know. <laughs> Howard Grace, I wonder if I had some ice cream today. Delicious. Yeah. Mm. What is this place? There's a memorial. There's, there's a vet. What the fuck is that? Yeah, he's just going to talk about the town. The whole set, he doesn't do material for most of the set because I think he was nervous about it. I think, <laughs> I think. That his ego suggested certainly we couldn't be there for Tom Myers. We must be there to fuck with him in some way. When he was like an afterthought yeah. in all of this. Right. And um, someone else, someone made the point. I saw this on Twitter. Someone said, uh, do you think it's possible? Like he's blocking people that leave that blind cane emoji on his Instagram now. Mm-hmm. I guess he's blocking people that do that. I'm, oh, um, I, should, I should check so, my status. 
Please do. Uh, someone said, do you think he had a cunty attitude? Because someone that listens to this show messaged him and was like, hey, they're coming for you. That sort of a thing. No shot. I don't think anyone would do that. No. But if you do, you're dead to us. I'm still safe, by the way. Oop, a new post. So I will put the blind emoji on it right now Thank as you. we speak. <laughs> yeah. A simple blind man walking with a cane. I don't know why anyone would get blocked for that, but he's blocking people apparently. Because <laughs> he remembers you and he's like, oh, fuck. The white canes are coming for you, son. He's into the, uh, you know, the Marvel people, so he might think you're daredevil. <laughs> hey, you better learn some different accents. If you learn the one that makes me laugh, maybe I'll. <laughs> there, praying. I'm eating ice cream. There's a harbor going. People fishing on the pier. One is broken. Okay, so There's let me describe. Arab Grace, beautiful town. That's what I, 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 I can't speak to the whole area. That the little area we were in, the strip that the opera house is on, a lovely little section of Haver de Grace. So, I mean, I guess there was a, a pier not far by, there was an ice cream store, as you heard. And dad is walking on stage, like, what the heck is this town? I mean, you got a body of water and ice cream. I've never seen a town like this. And this is coming from a guy who's living in his car right now. Well, Dad, Dad, where have you gone in the world? <laughs> I, it's called, it's called iced cream. Like the stuff, is it the stuff you put in coffee? They just throw in the freezer. I don't understand. What is this? You serve it. But all he said was, "I've eaten ice cream." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. He's, he's eaten ice cream so far, and he's seen water. <laughs> wow, it's wild, lovely. What the fuck is happening out here, guys? <laughs> it's wild. I visited Aberdeen for two hey. days. Look, listen to who's supporting him. <laughs> a very distinctive laugh. I don't, that, that was somewhere. Is a Chick-fil-A out there, you guys? Somewhere? And a Starbucks. <laughs> we're giving it up for Chick-fil-A. I don't did, know. Now, remember, we, we're supporting Dad Fan through this because we have no idea his, his views on us. At this right. Um, or at least I did. They, they, they didn't. They, the boys might have heard it, but um, I didn't find out until after. So we're supporting him, try doing our best, but he's literally saying, now we've discussed the water and the ice cream, but get this guys, try and put yourself in that situation. And I understand now in hindsight, if some of you were afraid to go to Haver de Grace, not only do they have water and ice cream, there was also a Chick-fil-A. Whoa. Uh, super try shit. to try to put yourself there. I mean, who could even who could even imagine what town is like that? It's so wacky. <laughs> super chat from Justin says at 4140 is where the woman asks where people are from. Oh, OK. Um, you want to pull that up real quick? Yeah. Give me. Two That's actually interesting. If it's going to take you a minute, you can play that while you figure I'll, that out. I'll, but. Play, I'll play some debt. East restaurant coming in two weeks. It's, I think it's where Luke Skywalker grew up over there. There's, there's no cell signal, you guys. I'll tell you right now. I was there for two days because I got lost. I was trying to get here. So, uh, yeah, this is a very mixed crowd. Uh, there's a... Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, he thinks we're colluding with the women. Colluding with them? 
I, I think that's what he was suggesting. He's like, there's a group. Why else would you say? He doesn't say anything. Rewind that. He goes, there's a group of guys back there and there's a group of women here. He's referring to us and the girls that I said were laughing at similar things to us. I think you guys laughing was making them laugh from what my ears are telling me. Right I now. think so, too. Which is why he thought we were in cahoots together. Uh, <laughs> there's a group of guys back there, and there's a group of women here. I don't okay. <laughs> Interesting. That's how every show. Imagine if you go see, you know, pick your comedian. You go see Brian Regan this weekend. And he's like, here's an interesting observation. You guys know me from my observations. There's a group of guys back there. There's a group, group of, and there's a group of girls over here. <laughs> What's up right, with that? Regan doing is already funnier. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Dav Fan is not in a position to describe the audience because he'll be like, all right, there's a group of guys back there. There's three girls over here. The rest of the seats are empty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing for him to even address because the groups you were referring to were all white. So he couldn't just go into uh Oh, there's a group of guys back there going, Oh, he crazy. Oh my God. What, oh, what's this guy? <laughs> so Justin said the, the girls loved us. They kept looking back at Mike and I. <laughs> <laughs> we, were the, we were the stars of the show. <laughs> I have that timestamp cued. Yeah. So let's see. This is interesting. I think what Justin's referring to is when um, someone asked where we were from and we told her and she was shocked to find why we were there. So this gives you a little perspective as to what the comedians knew and what they thought when we said we were, you know, giving props to Tom Myers. Um, Hold on. Can I say, I mean, luckily we were there from Boston, Rhode Island, Virginia, all over the place. But if you're looking at this crowd, 60 people in Haverty Grace, Maryland, where are you from is an odd qu- I mean, the odd, the sheer odds that it wasn't ever to grace. <laughs> uh, next town over. Whoa. Anybody <laughs> from Is that anything other than support? What? <laughs> Back a little bit. Let's hear that. Now, I'm starting to understand where Daft fans are coming from. Really? <laughs> Justin. How is it? How is this something that should get you kicked out of a comedy? Oh, show? definitely not. <laughs> but him being suspicious, I might understand. <laughs> suspicious of what, though? What I don't we, know. We were supporting the whole time. What were we suddenly? Gonna fucking uh, f- <coughs> pipe bomb the show. Realistically, like, realistically, jokes aside, what happened is Dat Fan heard that Tom Myers had people coming from the entire Eastern Seaboard, <laughs> <laughs> and he had no one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This all boils down to jealousy. He was correct upset that Tom Myers had fans there. Exactly. Let's hear that again. Anybody from Aberdeen? No. I didn't hear that. I heard that. And he's like near the stage, right? 
he's closer than us, yeah. Y'all are wild as fuck. But yeah, thank y'all for coming out to the Happy Race Opera House. I didn't know this shit existed. How did y'all find this shit? Tom Myers. Tom Myers. Who cares about Tom Myers? Every time they say his name. This is when Dat Fan started getting jealous and realized he can't draw shit. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Oh, sure. Do I understand him thinking like, what the, f- why are these guys going so crazy at Tom Meyer's set? Sure. But we're not doing anything wrong. No. We're, we're, we're being a great audience. You're laughing when you're supposed to. Yes. You're responding when he asks questions. You're not interrupting and ruining the flow. Except for maybe Tom didn't realize he had to pause so long for laughter. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, the show is 20 minutes longer than they expected because we were laughing so hard. All right. I mean, never thought I'd see it, but yeah. <laughs> She's like, there's Tom Myers fans here. Never thought I'd see it, but <laughs> that's pretty funny. But I don't think she, I don't, I truly don't think she meant that as a joke. She was truly no, she stunned. Was in stunned disbelief. Yes. Let's not spoil too much of the humor. Let's go back to that real quick. You know, I'm back to that. There it is. Here we go. I went into the white chair. I was like, do you know him? You're taping him. I was like, do you know him? I'm like, okay, that was weird. Hey, does she know you or is she okay? I was trying to get your back. I thought she's going to fuck you over or something like that. But Jesus. Race, yeah, I don't know what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, racist jokes are fine if they're funny, and they better be funny. <laughs> right? It, that's just, hey, there's a black guy near you. Are you all right? <laughs> do you need me to get the mace? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know. Hey, hey, do you want me to talk to security? I've been talking to him all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on a first they name don't basis. Do much apparently, but <laughs> <laughs> that's impossible. There's dudes back there screaming for Tom. I don't know what the fuck is happening. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> He goes, my fans are kind of scared. That's the thing. There, there was no one there for Tom. For That's, why, That's why he had to say that. Right. Oh, he sucks. He's, he's the worst. So I think we should play the rest. We'll, we'll go through that whole thing on Patreon. If people are into it, let me know if you guys want to hear more from the likes of um, uh, Michelle, where's your house key? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a night. Yeah, that, that's a good. That's actually a perfect vacation episode. So we'll hang on to that. Yeah. Justin says, uh, by the way, stop saying I illegally recorded this. I wasn't there. I believe Tustin sent this recording. Oh, I didn't say I, I said I was uh, I didn't think Justin recorded. I just said he was near the microphone. Yeah, he was I near think. the microphone. And I said, yeah, he's really close. And I said, yeah, whoever we were, able, uh, we were able to obtain it because I think Justin bumped into the guy. Whoever after. recorded it had the phone in their pocket. So we'll never know. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. No, but uh, you're, you're done probably with probably it's probably expose us. Yeah, he was trying to get. He was trying to get you. You know. You know. At the end of Titanic, when that guy slips the uh, necklace in uh, in Leo's yes. pocket, that's exactly yeah. what Dad did. He, he chucked a record. That's right. <laughs> that, that I do think is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what we should move on to, I think, is Dad Fan's comedy school. Oh boy. Yep. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> because maybe he can teach us a little bit 
about how to be a better audience. I should be going to audience school because apparently I don't know what the fuck I'm doing out there. Yeah, how to be a better audience, you know, how to how to feel comfortable on stage and how to make everything more complicated and not be self-aware. Let's figure <laughs> out what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't know this. We did. We recorded yesterday an episode that'll be up in a couple weeks um, for Why You Laughing, the brief rise and rapid fall of that fan. And I didn't realize until doing research for that episode that the pandemic was most hard on, on dad because it didn't only affect his gigs, it affected his side hustle. And I heard him mention teaching in this interview with some woman, Natalie Gray. She seems a little nutty, <laughs> but um, they, they are talking in this interview and dad mentions he teaches. And I think, oh, like stuttering John, that's pretty cool. Wow, he's making 2K a week. And I got to say, it's rare that I say this. Stuttering John is in a, I mean, miles more noble profession than what that fan has been People doing. People are time. begging to pay John thousands of dollars to come on their podcast. He's doing yes. much better. Signi- oh, significantly, he's doing significantly better. But I just mean he's also doing better in the world by teaching because uh, this is what that fan is using his skills for lately. So the pandemic hits, you're like, oh my God, I'm losing tens of thousands of dollars in tour money. And like, what or did That's it debatable. Did you if, start can I just getting- say that? That's, I haven't seen, I'd like to see the files. I'd like to see the books. Yeah, because especially in Have It or Grace, because it's not a comedy club. It's not like, a, hey, we're going to pay you this. If you hit this ticket goal, we'll add to it. Right. It is not what's happening in this Have It or Grace. It didn't seem like it. And how many of those tickets were comped by family? I'd have to imagine the majority. Right? I, I think we were probably the only suckers that paid for tickets. I wish, because you know how dad said on his set, he was like, my fans that we were just talking. Yeah. I, was, I wish he asked for the, a round of, a, the, the problem is you guys would have clapped. But if he was like, oh, who came for me? And it was dead silence would have been the best clip maybe of all time. Yeah. And I don't know that we would have because we were honest in the fact that we came for Tom. Yeah. But at that point you weren't pissed at him and you were just right. supporting we the show. Su- Given a clap of support. Sure. Yeah. Because that's the kind of guys we were until someone spit in our face. Bastard. Reverse. I mean, do you want to talk about uh, stop Asian hate? <laughs> stop the Asian hate that's coming from this man. He spit at me. <laughs> and calls from your bookers going, hey, this tour is canceled. Or did oh, you yeah. Orange County cans his booker. So uh, he rolled over in bed and she told him (laughs) (laughs) he put on a hat that says booker. (laughs) I'd had to turn down like $5,000 gigs like in Ohio to go out to university and do a show. And that's for one show. To be fair, he probably does do well in certain colleges, colleges, things, maybe. But he can I tell you, here's a little stuttering John thing. Mm -hmm. No comic tells you that. No comic tells you what you're make, they're making because A, it could affect other gigs. It could, it could affect negotiations. Like they would like to make more money. Mm-hmm. Also, it's just tacky. You don't announce what you're making at gigs. So that that's the only reason I think dad is lying about that. Like you said, I bet he does well with like corporates and stuff like that. Because they see the last comic standing thing. That probably still means something to them. Yeah, I think he's safe or at least is capable of being like not cursing and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. the only thing that could get him in trouble is Asia. Well, I mean, unless he breaks out that black material. <laughs> yeah. God yeah. forbid cor- corporates. If you're looking to hire dad, go for it. But, you know, maybe the black guy at the company stays home that day because dad will have a field day. Oh, imagine if there's a black guy in an audience. Did you ever see the clip of Ari, Big J, and Tony Hinchcliffe saying what they made at a gig on th- on the count of three? Did you ever see no. that? 
Oh, I need to fucking find that. They might have deleted it, but they were talking about some place that make they made stupid money. And all three of them like, yeah, we made stupid money at that. And you guys want to like tell each other what we made? So they count to three and they all say what they made. Ari made 15 grand for one gig. Big J said 11 grand and Tony Hinchcliffe says five and then gets super, (laughs) gets, gets super fucking pissed. That's a, that's funny. That is hilarious. That's very funny. But yeah, like sure. There are moments like that where they will talk about what they, but I'm saying in general, like, especially the kind of comedian dad fan is, it's just tacky to be like, you know, I make five. And then he has to, he's so unconfident in that. Like he doesn't even think you're going to believe it that he's like, and that's for one gig. That's not for six months. Like you probably think that it is college. college if he does get college gigs, they pay stupid money and same with yeah. corporate. No, I, I, I believe, him. but it just has the elements of a, yeah. li- the way a liar talks. He's got the same mentality, but maybe actually cashing checks. It's po- that's certainly possible because I'll, I'll tell you why that's possible. Because if he's just doing these gigs, like the one I saw him at, that's not a living, I don't think. It's not It's not enough gas money to get to the next gig. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and, like, all these universities, they're canceling. Comedy clubs canceling. I'm not going to Florida this year because of the thing. We haven't solved the pandemic issue yet. So, like... And Florida it, never recovered. <laughs> never. They, just, they've been... That's why they were such a mess during the pandemic. They didn't know which way they were going because they were like, I'm a datless year? What the fuck are we going to do? <laughs> He's missed his Tampa gig. Hey, don't New York my Florida, pal. That's what those shirts meant. <laughs> Spiraling. You took one month after month after month, all these gigs are disappearing. And that's my primary. That's what I do. That's my main job. Right. What I do is I tour. You know, all this. I want to know what his non main job is now. I think we're going to find out, I guess. Auditioning, all this other stuff's extra. And then, you know, when I teach, I don't make anywhere near. When I teach stand up, it's not anywhere near what. I make when I tour, obviously. I can't charge the students ah, that much. Ladies and gentlemen, please pay attention and eyes forward for Mr. Fan. <laughs> I, want, I want to see a show, right? Be like, uh, this is a student of Dad Fan. He just comes out and starts calling people the N-word and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're black? You must be a criminal. You must have stolen the door. <laughs> and uh, now I'm trying to teach, but the thing is, I can't even have the students like, meet them where. I can't meet them at a comedy club. I- I know I can't teach it's so a now. struggle that students around the country are going through. Really, yeah, he can't meet a him. lot of them. Were thinking, hey, you know, we just got kicked out of our dorms. Our education has been put on pause. Dat fan can't teach us how to be hilarious. What else? COVID. Will you stop at nothing? <laughs> I go Dat fans like oh, yeah, we can't go. I can't teach at comedy clubs because of the proximity thing. It's just the clubs he's used to are like the size of a shed. <laughs> He's just in a tweed jacket writing on a chalkboard. <laughs> Here's how you be funny. What is that possible? Well, I did watch uh, Rich Voss be funny for a year on Last Comic Standing. You can talk about that. <laughs> this is what Rich did. He's teaching what, and, and now here's what and here's here's how Ralphie May would have told that joke. <laughs> oh, I can't even bring him to my home because. We'll be in the same proximity. I don't know what they've been exposed to. So now, luckily for me, when I have spare time, I teach via Zoom. How about it would like be this. weird? How about that as a reason? I can't I can't bring these strangers into my home, but because they probably wouldn't want to do that. Because it's probably a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> if a guy, if just some guy posts online, I'm teaching comedy classes. Hey, you want to learn how to be funny? Come to my house. 
Yeah, no thank no you. No thank you. <laughs> I'd rather learn from Mike Morse. Much rather learn from Mike Morse. And it's great. I mean, I mean, it's not the same. And and this is what I'm going to sound a little kooky. <laughs> well, I mean, that was an immediate reality check by him. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I mean, it's not uh, not perfect, I guess. But <laughs> but who who's like who has aspirations to be a comic and goes I need I need to learn from Dat Fan. <laughs> I think a lot of I think a lot of people with a lot of money and a lot of comedy chops. I think those are the makings. Yeah. I think you need to be loaded, obviously, to afford such a privilege. But I think you need to be, you know, 90% of the way there and you just bring in debt for that last 10. How do I really make it? <laughs> Polish me up, baby. <laughs> when I because of my Shaolin Kung Fu background, when I trained in San Diego <laughs> and I use Shaolin. Rewind, please. What? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> When I, because of my Shaolin Kung Fu background, when I trained oh, okay. in San Diego. Hold on, go back even further because I want to make sure. I, obviously, the subject changed and we missed it. She's like, how do you teach Kung Fu, Dad? Like this. And he was like, oh, that's easy. <laughs> and it's great. I mean, I mean, it's not the same. And, and this is what I'm, I'm going to sound a little kooky. When I, because of my Shaolin Kung Fu background, when I trained in San Diego and I use Shaolin martial arts philosophy in my comedy, I teach energy transfer i teach energy transfer through uh, he's not wrong he's not wrong you guys had the energy up in the room he entered and it the energy transferred to a different county <laughs> i think i he must have sensed bad energy in the room Ooh, this is tom meyer's energy what is this oh fun stinks boo get out of here <laughs> Comedy. That is, I I hear all the greats like in that talking funny uh, thing with Chris Rock and Louie and Seinfeld and Ricky Gervais. All the greats really talk about transferring energies. <laughs> and by the way, that's something guys at their level can talk about and get away with it, right? Because you've reached a level where you can be a little pompous. But yeah. I mean, saying, "Hey, I was on a thing twenty years ago, and uh, what I the knowledge I accrued from that told me." I should focus on transferring energy before I think about writing a new joke. <laughs> and I, and I do that when we're in the same room, but I can't teach transfers of energy very well through a screen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what the hell? <laughs> I tried leaving some of that in cause she was even so the pandemic hits. Oops. You're like, Oh my God, I'm leaving. Uh, she, I accidentally restarted that one, but like she, <laughs> She's just trying. I think she's trying to get through this. Um, she she's a little kooky. I think she's she spends a lot of time just talking about herself. So my take on it was this lady, Natalie Gray, is just nodding while he speaks to get to a point where she can be like, "Well, here's my thing." She also has crazy eyes. Like she's a she's a kook from what I've seen here. She looks like she's trying to transfer some energy into Dat Fan <laughs> by way of death. <laughs> But, All right, what's but, next? Uh, you know, he, he's a master at this. This is about comedy timing. Okay, good. This is, now we're being brought to school, folks. Correct. I hope you got your notepads out, your three ring binders. Uh, number two pencils, please, if you wouldn't mind. Yep, I'll, I'll give you guys all uh, three more seconds to get those things collected. <laughs> yes, get your rulers out, because this is not going to be a lesson in joke writing. You might think we're going to comedy school. We're going to need to write some jokes. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You need, this is, think more uh, protractors and calculators. Yes, and graphs. Lots of graphs. <laughs> but, but Shaolin Kung Fu is what? I keep, I keep forgetting we're making slight references to the Why You Laughing that'll be out in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. well, well, I, but even th- what he's talking about, 
Hey, just imagine asking, like, hey, uh, you know, Andrew Dice Clay, how'd you get to be so funny? And think of him starting an answer like this. But but Shaolin Kung Fu is what I got into later on in life. <laughs> what I, oh, what really? I of course. You studied Kung Fu. Joe Rogan doesn't even talk like this. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Yeah, he's like, I could make you laugh or I could kick your head off. <laughs> yeah, they're two separate entities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have nothing to do with each other. But here's the thing. I'm sure Rogan probably does make analogies like between like training for MMA and like getting ready for a show or something like that. I'm sure he's done that. But all, Rogan's playing arenas. I was going to say it's working. Clearly this Kung Fu crossover yeah. is not working for that. But not, not even that it's working. Rogan has made hundreds of millions of dollars in his career now and has time to waste being a little pompous and arrogant. If he, if he so chooses that fan doesn't have that kind of time to waste. It should all be that energy that he's referring to put it into something that go outside of your comfort zone. Try and just, you know, meditate for a moment and think joke writing. That's your <laughs> mantra. Joke writing, joke writing. What's that? <laughs> But, but Shaolin Kung Fu is what I got into later on in life. What I, what I learned from stand-up comedy compared, compared to martial arts, after 25 years of studying stand-up comedy, I learned that it boils, all of comedy boils down, and it's going to be very controversial. Other people are going to say that I'm crazy for saying this. Oh, you're crazy. I believe that a lot of comedy boils down to transferring energy. Mm, oh, my God. My God. <laughs> I'm going to pause while you all write that down. <laughs> Great mother of God, it was right in front of me all along. <laughs> transfer. No shit. <laughs> yeah, the transfer of you tell a joke and it shifts over to the audience laughing. She's like, I, <laughs> this is not, it's not fucking brain surgery you're prepping for, Dad. I don't like, know what you're doing here. Natalie, you're not going to believe this. It took me 25 years of studying stand up, but if I say something, I should be making everybody laugh. I was thinking, and I, you know, this kind of, this comes from my Kung Fu background, that what should be happening in a comedy club is the energy is on me where I'm talking. And then when I pause, the energy should be filling the room with laughter. <laughs> and I just stumbled upon that really after 20 years in stand up. I thought I was supposed to, I initially just went on stage, looked at someone and said everything I hate about their kind of people. <laughs> it makes Dad's career make a lot more sense that 20 years in, he's like, Wait a minute. <laughs> laughter. That's it. <laughs> I thought I was a laughter should be filling the room. I've got it. See, if he had that kind of energy or thought process, he could have been a great like all time slam poet, maybe. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Well, this, this, we cover it in the future episode of Why You Laughing. But Dat's main flaw is he's thinking about everything except writing a joke. <laughs> he, he is, I mean, he is throwing everything against the wall. He's getting wrenches and ta uh, table saws out and every tool in the shed, except he's missing one key ingredient, and that's laughter. He's always fresh out of laughter, unfortunately. Patient, yeah. it's energy dancing back and forth yeah. is what it really is. You shut the and you gotta have it timed properly. If you don't transfer the energy at the correct oh, no. rate, get the fuck out. Wait, is timing a part of this stat? Guys, write this down. He, Holy shit! And judging by what I've seen lately of his stand-up, he doesn't know that yet. <laughs> that, how much am I paying you for this? Because I'd like to double it, please. <laughs> You've changed my life. <laughs> hey, Dad, don't give all the good stuff away for free. You gotta make a living if you've got this kind of a secret.
You, Supply and demand. You say something that the crowd laughs at and you pause to let them laugh. I wonder, it's a shame we'll never know because he's no longer with us. I wonder if guys like George Carlin knew about this secret. Because imagine, like, he was pretty good, but at the end of his career, he got a little philosophical. If someone was like, hey, George, let me throw this at you. And then they just write on the chalkboard the word laughter. And like, George is like, oh, shit, I never, that, that's interesting. You know, I, I learned timing and pausing, and I actually added 10 to 15 minutes Timing, to my what's set. that? You just interrupt him. <laughs> no, George, don't you get it? Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's like knock knock before you can say who's there they just scream the answer <laughs> for the comedians stumble on top of the audience the audience that's, a, that's on their the rocky comp- montage <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's that it's that music and dad going all right guys the chicken is on one side of the right no 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 hold on you're too excited <laughs> instead of punching meat hanging in a freezer it just cuts to patrice o'neill burying him <laughs> And then now there's all sorts of problems as far as the rhythm not being in place, but comedic timing, punchline, delivery, energy, all of it is transferring energy and communicating with the audience. You're throwing so much at us. Slow down. Delivery is part of this too? This is unfucking believable that this guy who won last comic standing is saying this right now. Wait, so, so far we've got, you want, you want the energy to be good. You want timing and now good delivery death. That's three things. That's too much for me to remember. That's a lot. Well, actually uh, someone pipes in that is actually the comedy rule of three. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? Slow down. That's the next lesson. (laughs) We can't pack it all into one day. Maybe that's why when you see comics up there with notebooks, they have to write that all down. Wait, timing. Remember your timing. <laughs> and remember, I bet delivery is in bigger letters because that's probably more important. <laughs> jokes is underlined. <laughs> <laughs> no, jokes is crossed out. You don't even need that. Yeah, fuck those. <laughs> is what it really is. I mean, there's little formulas and all that stuff. But if you learn the scientific formulas and you don't understand the transferring of energy, that's where you're in trouble. Troubled waters with stand-up comedy, yeah. in my opinion. And now he's just ripping off Richard Pryor, who said, you got to get the formulas down. This guy is the fucking worst. (laughs) He should have been thankful that there was laughs at his show. Imagine the brilliant comics we wouldn't have if they went to Dat Fans Comedy School. If fucking Shane Gillis was focused on formulas and energies. Well, maybe he did before he got fired from <laughs> SNL. <laughs> <That'll>, well, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe hey, be as racist as you can. <laughs> uh, next, we got, re- God damn it, reactions. I, I think Shane would have failed, though, because that would be like, no, Shane, the, the impression you're doing isn't hacky enough. People, w- It won't be obvious to people that you're doing a hack impression. Here, I'll teach you how to do my hack Korean grandma. <laughs> it's Vietnamese. <laughs> Whatever. So at what point did you figure out for yourself the involvement? Can I tell you what's of- happening in Natalie's head now? This is a few minutes into the interview, and she's like, I got nothing to ask this fucking guy. <laughs> she's, she's like, what the fuck? You, uh, you're Asian? Is that is that right? Is that something? Riff on that for a while. <laughs> That's not a hoax, right? 
energy with comedy? Was it right off the back? Did no. it just, was it, so it took a while. I didn't really fully understand it when I, when I was competing in last comic standing and I won, I still didn't hey, mention that again, dad. Were you, were you in a show? <laughs> last comic standing stares at yeah. camera. Wait, we only remember it because you keep mentioning it to us. I wouldn't have even thought of Last Comic Standing if it wasn't for you. No over one over thinks again. of Last Comic Standing. No. And season one, season one is the reason that that show was never respected because this guy won. Exactly. You shouldn't be bragging. You ruined a potential brand. Ralphie May and Rich Voss were on that season. <laughs> Legends in comedy. I, I thought I did, but I didn't. The time I started realizing about this, what we're talking about transferring of energy is when I started teaching because when I started teaching standup, it's like teaching martial arts. And no folks, I am not playing the same clip I just played. (laughs) It's exactly like teaching. Yeah. He's really telling, giving us the inside dope on the teaching biz. (laughs) It's exactly like, uh, he's, he's like Conor McGregor's trainer, basically. (laughs) That's essentially what he has ascended to. Right. He's a cut man in the corner of the room. <laughs> they, not only for me to do it, I had to get the student to do what I'm trying to communicate to them. Mm. And but there's this thing I, I reach these kids. <laughs> there's this thing I suck at, and that's communicating. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, I got to say, it's been a little bit of a hindrance in both my teaching and comedy careers. I'm not a great communicator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at making points into relatable things that people can digest and take the way I would like them to. I'm not good at that, really. <laughs> way that can get it across to most students is when it comes down to energy, energy being transferred. <laughs> That's he got it confused if he was doing his mother or him there. He's talking about communicating and everything and just fumbles the word energy. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. And, and I even prove it to the students. I go, I go, look, I'm going to do a certain, this a certain way. I'm going to pause here. And even though you're trying not to laugh, I will either get you to laugh or I'll get you to react somehow. And 90% of the time. The <laughs> so, students all right, I'm going to are- pull out a gun. <laughs> <laughs> they all scream and leave. <laughs> now, whether you're laughing or not, you are reacting. He pauses and just shits himself and everyone's like, ew. <laughs> Amazed because he just pulls out a finger from one of his prior students. He's like, "Now this is a reaction. This is." I I promised you one thing, and that was reactions. They actually reacted to whatever joke, you know, structure that I'm telling them. If it's done a certain way, I like that he just wanted reactions. Well, Tom, I mean, I keep doing that, Dad. What the fuck do you think we were doing at your show? We were reacting to you. You. Arrogant cunt. <laughs> like, hey, maybe if I don't get him to laugh, I'm going to get him to react in some way. We wouldn't have done that if we weren't just trying to help you out. Like, right. I didn't know when the jokes were for. Da- and there's a lot of, there's going to be, when we go through that whole thing, there's going to be a lot of times where you don't hear me laugh. It's not for lack of effort. It's because I didn't realize the joke was over. <laughs> and dad has a few of those himself. Oh, he sure does. Uh, let's uh, continue here. What's the what's the next one? I forget what I titled these. I don't know if they give me any hints to what they uh, are. This is eye contact and delusion equals success. <laughs> well, first of all, part of this feels directed at me. It feels a little personal. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna realize more, more of the key formulas. So so far, you've got um, something we never knew: timing and delivery make for good standups. If you if you got those down, you're well on your way. That's fucking That's nuts. Worth, 
I never That's thought That's worth that. the $200 an hour he's probably charging. <laughs> Timing. What? <laughs> Let me grab my checkbook. That's oh, yeah. like, that's legitimately like if on your first day at Carnegie Hall, they were like, you know how you get here? Practice, practice, practice. He's basically Henry we'll Winkler. see you guys next week. He's, <laughs> he's Henry Winkler on Barry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's Gene, uh, what the fuck's his name? Cusimano. Cusimano. Right? Gene Cusano. That's Cusano. Cusimano. <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> While you're saying the joke, though, what's going on in your head or your body? Like, what is this magic formula? Or is it something that's so secret you can't talk about? No, no, no it's not. Anything like that. It's, it's, it's <laughs> is hard it, to explain. Dan, I mean, you if, know, you in can, podcast. if you can share this, are you going to be kicked out of Hogwarts if you reveal this? <laughs> <laughs> um, where am I with a super sticker from New Zealand? Whoa, this show's going international, baby. International. But the best way I could put it is one. A lot of the energy transfer has to do with oh eye contact. Oh my god! As a matter of fact, I have a camera right. Hold that's the right phone. in front of your face. Why aren't you pausing in stunned disbelief? <laughs> we have added eye contact to the list. So now he's just read like how to succeed in business. Oh no! Something. He's physically <laughs> explaining it now. We start talking. This is unbelievable. Yeah, and here's what eye contact is. It's when you look at someone. <laughs> do you know what this is? <laughs> has to do with eye contact. As a matter of fact. I have a camera that's right in front of your face. So when I'm staring at your face, I'm staring right into the camera right now. What? So your head is behind the camera, literally. Okay. Oh, I don't As even know what to believe. To like, this was all orchestrated, Dad. I feel cheated. This is unreal that he thinks this is like philosophical. It's a, hey, I think it's worth every penny so far. So you're telling me make eye contact. I guess I'm fucked. Maybe that's why dad didn't want me there is he couldn't make eye contact with me. Where's <laughs> this goofy guy looking <laughs> every which way? He doesn't want to look at me. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, the camera's up above. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's amazing because your eye line is pretty good. So you, you trained yourself instead of looking at my face, you train yourself to looking kind of at the camera. Right. Or in, in that direction. I mean, for me, of course, on my screen, I'm looking into your eyes and you're just a little probably below my actual <laughs> webcam. That's in. So she's like, no, but you, I'm not doing that. Actually, no one <laughs> gives a, just a happy accident. <laughs> fucking loser. <laughs> to see, even your instincts is to look into my eyes. Even oh, though that's sure. not what because we're human beings, you fucking idiot. Also, I got to say. I don't even know if eye contact does fit one of the rules of comedy because it shouldn't just be one person in the audience. Have you ever walked up to someone, <laughs> turned your back to them and said, hey, how's it going? No. <laughs> yeah, that that read a book on how to succeed in business or something. Next thing he's going to, you know, another key of comedy, a firm handshake. I'm going to do the I'm looking backwards right now. I'm going to do the rest of the show like this. Is this? <laughs> This work. I think I think one of the one of the pillars of success in comedy is making sure your resume is polished and doesn't look old. You know, you don't want you want the audience to think like, why has he got Wendy's when he was in high school listed on there? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I believe that is definitely one of the main part of energy transfer when you're doing stand-up comedy. Like I said, a lot of people would think I'm nuts for saying what I'm saying right now, but yet. No, Dad, I think you're fucking batshit. You're not just nuts, my friend. You're well past that. <laughs> yeah, what? He, he, he's saying in a way, we think he's insane because he's, you know, gouging people for these horrible classes. But what he's saying, when he's like, you guys are going to think I'm nuts. That's like, you know, the fun aunt at your holiday party being like, you guys are going to think I'm crazy. I had... <laughs> 
I had two bowls of ice cream last night. Oh, was I? Whoa. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Was I naughty? <laughs> wow. He's saying in a way like, you're going to think I'm crazy. But can you believe what I did? How far I got in stand-up comedy. I know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Be- we got to rewind. How far did you get? He must be saying, you guys must be embarrassed by how far I got in stand-up comedy. Guys, you oh, know that's sure. not what cameras. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I believe that is definitely one of the main part of energy transfer when you're doing stand-up comedy. Like I said, a lot of people would think I'm nuts for saying what I'm saying right now, but yet, I'm, I'm look how far I got in stand-up comedy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm doing Haver de Grace, and I drew no one to the show. I have made it all the way to Haver de Grace. Don't you understand? I got in my car and drove from San Diego to Haver de Grace. With a Florida pit stop in the middle. And the headliner in the hearts of the audience opened and hosted the show. That would be douchey if Dave Chappelle said it. But at least like, he'd be right. Like Chappelle, Chappelle does some of those things where he's got the C on his, on his sleeve now and all that shit. Yeah. Where I'm like, that's a little douchey. But he is one of the greatest ever. So you give him, you give him a little pass. This is last comic standing winner of season one. Saying... Look how far I got in comedy. I peaked at 26 and never got another opportunity after that. I want a show where Ralphie Mae slept on a bunk above me. <laughs> <laughs> they hoped it fell on me. That was the, that was the show. <laughs> oh, and you'll see more of that when we do the Why You Laughing. Yeah, keep an eye out for Why You Laughing. Got to be something that I'm doing here that, that's working. And I use the same technique on the audience. Whoa. I use it during the Zoom shows. That's why I have three monitors here when I'm doing Zoom. So I can monitor the people and look right at whoever I'm talking to. Right. Um, Their heads must spin. How is he still making eye contact with me? Fucking shut up. Oh, my God. He stinks. This is awful. That's how you know a respectable stand-up comedian when they talk about the Zoom setup for when they're doing (laughs) stand-up. Every comic is like, I fucking hate Zoom. I tried it just to see, and it fucking sucks. And he's like, I uh, I bought like a whole setup for it. <laughs> That's what those guys like uh, Nick Mullen, Tim Dillon, uh, Big J, and Shane did a mini tour recently mm-hmm. where they were playing like massive venues. And they were like, I, there's a lot of seats here, but like, are the people watching on Zoom going to be okay? Or am I going to be making eye contact with them? <laughs> it's very important for big stand-up shows. Yeah, people leave. You know, they do exit interviews after new movies sometimes, or yeah. they used to. It'd be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought Nick Mullen was great, but he didn't look me in the eyes. Well, I, I always say Nick Mullen's better on Zoom. Yeah. If you're watching him, you really <laughs> get his genius if you're watching on Zoom. Yeah. yeah. Who looks at the camera? Thank you. I know that wasn't a super chat, but that's a great point. Because <laughs> I'm looking at you on my screen. My camera's like up here. It's a completely different spot. <laughs> I'm sure it probably looks like I'm almost looking at you. It's not that difficult. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's fucking stupid. Um, this, uh, this is a great title. I'm looking forward to it. It's called Prolific. <laughs> Well, the guy, I mean, he's been around for 20 years, That's so true. it's important 20, to realize just exactly what he's done in this business. See, Mike, you just went and cut him like five years short. That's just not fair. I'm 25. I'm sorry. Quarter century. So what's going on, though, with the, I mean, what are you doing? Have you sort of said a little mantra to yourself before a show? Like, where's the energy coming from? Well, please I tell us, Dad. Will you tell us where it comes from? 
Yeah, the last. Please. <laughs> I know we've been doing this energy thing for the last seven, eight minutes of this podcast, and you clearly still haven't explained it. So I'm going to try to get it out of you <laughs> one more time. You've just been saying the word energy over and over again. <laughs> I think it's coming from the heart and it's coming from the brain. I, I really believe that a lot of. <laughs> yeah, it actually uh, comes from when you get a good night's sleep and you wake up refreshed. <laughs> Dad, do you believe in God? <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Oh, man. Did you know that when I do stand up, like when you saw me the no. same thing, I never do the same set twice. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> That's not good, you idiot. <laughs> hold on. First of all, it's not true. Uh, but he's trying to have a brag where he's like, I mean, he's Robin Williams. He just goes out. He doesn't even know what's coming out of his mouth. He just goes up there and riffs, you know? Mm-hmm. What's it called? A stream of conscious? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what he does. Now, it just so happens. He's calling it in the ring. It just so happens that it's mostly uh, him impersonating his mother saying Asian stereotypes. It's weird how it's just accidental, but it is just kind of free-flowing, you know? U.S. aircraft carrier nails. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you guys know? Hey, guys, this will be on Why You Laughing. Uh, aren't you guys sick of when you go by these nail salons and they have such American names, such as Iraq, U.S. Bin Laden nails. That's a relatable <laughs> joke, right? Iraq War, Bin Laden, Navy SEALs, killed him nails. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. So what, what is it, who, who's relating to this? Who's this for? <laughs> I never do the same identical set twice. There's times where I'm just making it up right there mm-hmm. as we're going. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm speaking from the heart and I'm communicating right to the people right. and using the people as variables that are watching oh this person from oklahoma this person's from nebraska that person from southern california they think this way and i start connecting to them and asking mm-hmm. questions and i gotta say he was in haver de grace maryland half the audience was from out of state and he had no questions for us <laughs> <laughs> we were a group of people the loudest ones there yelled boston rhode island and virginia <laughs> And he's like, all right, no, 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 nothing to mine here. Nothing to figure out what's going on. He spent the f- like four hours before his set just Googling fucking Haver de Grace facts to just bury and people. And here's the with. thing. You, you, guys, you guys heard the tape. You heard we were being respectful. But even, let's say we weren't. You can't have fun with that. You can't figure out that we're, you know, quote, incels that are here for Tom Myers and make that into something fun. Because it was all crowd. He, he just kept saying like, uh, ah, where are you from? And they'd be like, the next town over. And he'd be like, I don't even know where that is. And we'd all go, ah, Dat, come on, you crazy character. Yeah, he wanted to say that this show is in Baltimore, but Tom Myers just wouldn't allow it. No, no. Tom Myers is loyal to Haver to Grace, baby. I know I'm kind of oversimplifying what I'm saying, but it's... No, uh... no, that is, that is one thing you are not doing. No, you're actually making it way too difficult, Dat. Just say, hey, guys, I'll save you the 50 bucks Make people laugh. Be funny on a stage and uh, you'll be good to go. Tell jokes and seem like a relatable person. Done. (laughs) You know where you can learn all of this shit is by doing an open mic and realizing, oh, hey, they didn't laugh. Maybe my timing and delivery were off. Maybe I should make eye contact with people. (laughs) I think that takes about one lesson, Dad. Well, that homeless guy that's just in his underpants got more laughs than me. What happened? (laughs) I want to take one of these classes so badly. I got to learn. Is he still doing them? I don't know if he does them over Zoom anymore because he doesn't have to. And remember, Craig, I don't know if you heard this. It's all about energy. 
Oh my God. You should buy 10 classes on the last class. Just start sending, just start fiddling with your blind cane. I take my sunglasses off? <laughs> no, you put them on. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't see me with them on. That's the thing. Oh. I'm like, well, well, well. <laughs> no, just, you know how your, uh, your cane folds up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the last I class. Just slowly just, unfold it? Just dramatically unfold it. <laughs> and he goes, no, Old no. Ah, <laughs> uh, Dad, you may notice I'm not making eye contact with you. Hmm? <laughs> no, I, I understand. I, I mean, it sounds like you have a heightened level of observation skills nope. that's going on, almost <laughs> like a sixth sense. Nope, because he goes, ah, you know, I had ice cream. <laughs> Guys, there's a there's a Chick Fil A here. What a, what an observation! The town you're in has a fast food restaurant. Without looking, you could say that anywhere you do stand up, <laughs> and they'll be like, "Hey, it's a few miles out of town, but okay, we'll go with them." Yeah. So you're looking at people and you're reading them to understand maybe what approach to take with them. It yes. sounds like they used to say this about Jerry Seinfeld, like at the peak of the show, <laughs> that Jerry Seinfeld could just look at a water bottle and make it funny. Yeah. I think that's what that fan is like, you know, <laughs> his observation skills are so great. For example, here's something he observed. And I learned this going to his comedy show. Um, people that are from Vietnam, they come over here and they learn the language, but they still got that accent. <laughs> Didn't even think of that. That's pretty observant yeah. to suggest that a foreigner, I mean, they'll learn English, but they, you're going to be able to tell they're not from this country. That's pretty observant. I just rewound this clip a little bit because. Thank God. <laughs> only because it's not even for dad. It's for the lady who's like still confused, but listen to her trying to just repeat back what he said. <laughs> or wrap her mind around all this. Yeah. And you're reading them to understand maybe what approach to take with them. It yes. sounds like. <laughs> It sounds like <laughs> either that or I'm on LSD. One of the two. I if, don't know what's going on. If not, I'm going to have to cancel this. This is just, <laughs> I have a family. This is exhausting. <laughs> this, by the way, is all taken from a two hour podcast. Yes. This, this next one is called Stop Blowing Our Minds, Dad. <laughs> it's, it's enough already. How much in Dad, you, don't you want to get us into your classes? You're going to spoil it all on day one? <laughs> And when you're ready, I, I actually learned something else that's very important of when I teach. When you're ready. Hey, Natalie, take know. a few breaths, would you? <laughs> Recuperate. Are you ready? Okay, now I'll begin. And when you're ready, I, I actually learned something else that's very important of when I teach what I discovered that I didn't know when I just did stand-up only. You want to know what that secret is? Yes, yes. any secrets. <laughs> I believe. Please say something of substance. Please do something. I just need thirty seconds for social and, media. And for the love of God, yes, something interesting. Please, Dad. Oh, please, finally, let's start now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'm recording. I believe that for every person, there is a destiny. I, ah, I did not believe that before no. I started teaching stand-up. Wow, <laughs> she doesn't give a shit. You guys, you guys can't see it. I don't, I don't have my, I don't have my usual slippers on today and my socks blew right off. It was crazy. It was fucking wild. I have a wedgie now. <laughs> Listen to her try to fake enthusiasm at the end here. I was, I was enjoying leaving her reactions in. Dad, dad slow the fuck down. Eye contact timing. I can't even remember all of them. Now you're telling us things happen for a reason. He watched Gladiator and was inspired. 
but listen to her just Boy, fake enthusiasm. <laughs> this is not at all shallow bullshit that he got in a self-help book. Yeah, Dad, you're also like high energy, and you're supposed to be transferring it to this lady, and it doesn't seem like she has any. <laughs> I, and I did not believe that before I started teaching stand-up. Wow. okay Uh, bore us with this for the next few minutes uh thomas dixon dollar 99 stuttering john looks like an old woman (laughs) i have heard that i've heard he's grown his hair out and he looks very pale hmm hmm Hmm. i guess he's alive right now is he yeah he actually did it huh yeah i was getting so fucking mad at him I was going to have you look because I knew they said one o'clock. So whenever we got to the stuttering John Shuley segment, I was going to have you look first to see if he was live. Um, Guys, clip anything interesting that happens that you want us to react to and let us know. I'm sure uh, we're losing viewers because of Chad and stuttering John. Actually, no, it's gone up. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe it's boring over there. I don't know. (laughs) That's what uh, Hackride, Hackride dipped out, checked on it. I think he was going to look to see if we should react. Well, and to I it, think but. I said this to Hackride. It feels like diminishing returns on this stuff, right? On yeah, like if Stuttering John keeps going on Chad's show and just keeps saying, Kumi is a pedophile and Carl's gay. No, no, no. This is not Chad's show. This is John's show. Oh, he's just on his own. Chad's his first guest. <laughs> Okay, then my I think my argument stands. Yes, <laughs> I just wanted to. I don't click. know if guest Chad is going to add a lot more than host Chad. Well, he's got a destiny. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. Let's get, guys, if uh, you find anything we should react to, let us know. But for now, we're going to focus on debt. And we still got a lot of debt left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is called blissful lack of self awareness. This is. This, I think this is what's kept the, the gun out of Dad's mouth for the last twenty years. <laughs> This is why, this is why I say that. Let's say I have a female, like a student, right? I'm just going to use a female student as an example, but I have male and female students. Hey, I got plenty of students, male, female, and otherwise. All right. (laughs) I got a lot of students. Keep saying, Hey, so-and-so, I think you have really great potential. Go back, go back. I'm going to say it's a female student. So he's preparing us like. I have male and female students. I'm going to gender this person for the, the sake of, you know, brevity and getting through this. Hey, so and so. Yeah, why did you specify their gender? Just say it was a student. Who gives a fuck? This is why this I don't want why. you guys to be confused when I do this analogy. It's a girl. Oh, so and so. I know you guys are picturing a set of tits and a tight box on her <laughs> because her name is so and so. He did almost catch hands from Justin because of the flash, so. Oh, that may yeah, maybe he wants to be clear with everyone. And you were right, it was that fan. What was that fan? The flash joke. Oh yeah, yeah, I thought so. This is why this is why I say that. Let's say I have a female like a student, right? I'm just gonna use a female student as an example, but I have male and female students. And <laughs> cool. I keep saying, Hey, so and so, I think you have really great potential with stand up comedy. And I really believe it with all of my heart as their coach. So and then I tra- I would train her and all that stuff. But after a while, no matter how much I train her she starts doing other things. That's not going to lead to her to success. <laughs> Can you believe that? Someone under dad fans tutelage was like, I'm going to have to shake things up here. Cause this ain't cutting the mustard. I spent money on this class and honestly, it set me back. <laughs> <laughs> I got to try almost anything no. else to, to try and offset this utter waste of time I've paid for. <laughs> of. 
like she just decides to show up late or not show up at all mm. or kind of kind of do things her own way, which I can't control. I'm not trying to control that. But in the end, no matter what, if I believe in the student more than they do, and they're not really going that direction that I'm trying to recommend as a pro to do this, to get to that point, I believe maybe it's her destiny that she's meant to not make it in stand-up comedy. <laughs> Dad, Dad, for a moment, apply that to yourself if you wouldn't mind. That'd be Could great. Could you say that maybe if you had the opportunity that the NBC spotlights were on you in the year 2003 and you haven't had any better opportunities in comedy since then, not one single one, and now you're driving around the country playing the, you know, 40-person rooms and teaching energy to comedy students, did you for a moment think, uh, maybe this isn't for me? <laughs> no. I think I think his wife signed up for the class two weeks before this interview. That's all that was. <laughs> I'm, I'm on his side. <laughs> I'm not going to say her name. It is a female, but I have many other students. If I ran this show, I'd force Mike to pause and go to John Live plus 300 YouTube subs. But hey, I'm just dreaming. Here's the thing is I've been so against stream snipe streaming. Streaming is, sniping is gay. I said it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a fan. It's just me stealing. Like they should have all the viewers of that show, you know? Correct. And then, and then we can break it down after stream sniping is stupid. Yeah. To me, like, believe me, I'd like to, cause we can make fun of John and Chad for 20 minutes or an hour, whatever it takes or enjoy the show. Who knows? But yeah, here's my thing. Go watch the show. Maybe we'll, if it's worth it, maybe we'll break it down in the next episode. If it's crazy worth it, maybe we'll hop on tomorrow or something and do an episode. But to me, it's like, let them do the show. They deserve all those views. That's why, like I said, I think I said this to Shuli when I was on with him. Like I get that he has some vendetta against Chad or John or whoever. And that's why he said he was stream sniping them mm -hmm. to me. If you know, 3000 people are going to watch Kevin Brennan live. He deserves all 3000 of them. Right. You know what I mean? Like if all those people are interested in watching that and then truly me, Carl, fucking steel toe, whoever's going to talk about it can talk about it afterward. That's how I look at it. Is steel toe still around. I haven't seen them in a while. I reached out. I assume Brian Johnson did not think it was a good idea <laughs> because he didn't respond to me, but uh, I messaged Brian Johnson because Remember how I've been saying I'd like someone to make the argument for why we should shit on steel toe. Mm -hmm. Like I'm open to that idea. I just don't know enough about them. He was dumping all over them on WATP. So I messaged him and was like, Hey, if you think there's enough to like make fun of Aaron for, would you want to come on and like tell us? And he just didn't respond. So. <laughs> <laughs> Craig thinks Chris Kyle is gay. Let the record show stream sniping, not actual snipers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris did, Craig did go and heckle that movie. It's a great movie. It's all bullshit. <laughs> Chris great. Kyle was a liar. Yeah, Brian Johnson, people watch you on the program. So yeah, come on, show. Brian. Come on. Unless you think it's a bad idea, then don't worry. Or you've done it elsewhere. Then or don't worry or come it. on and talk about something else. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I'd have Brian Johnson on for whatever. He seems like a, a swell fella. Oh my God, yeah. there's so much more Dad fan. Is there really? Uh, How many one, more clubs do we have? Two, three, four, five, six, seven more. <laughs> oh, good Lord. We're only halfway through them? Yes. <laughs> All right, let's plow ahead here. We did start early, specifically for... Oh, and can you do this? Just make a note. Timestamp the different segments when we move to other subjects. 
I can't this time. <laughs> well, when we do, like, we'll go on to other things after this. Okay. So I just make a, make a note when we do that. Cause someone messaged me about that. And I do think that's smart to do. Cause we are doing such long shows now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, well, I guess dad fan until we're hour 23 in right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's been dad fan the whole yeah. time. Let's give ahead two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, this is a great one. PTSD. Oh my God. So, um, he had an instant. So Natalie goes on this 40 minute rant about trauma. It's not, she didn't want to like come right out and say it, but it sounded like there was a sexual assault involved or something like that. And, uh, dad tells a story about how he, was uh, held at gunpoint once, which I think is a, it's something he should be talking about on stage instead of how crazy it is that his mother has an accent. Well, the thing is, though, um, if he uh, if he has to talk about it for too long, it'll come out that it would never happen. <laughs> well, that's uh, who knows. I wasn't there. I'm who am I to say? But he might have uh, he might have PTSD. Now, this these are his his views on uh, things like that. Do you have any aftermath of that? Like, did you develop any sort of PTSD or have? Oh, yeah. You did. Well, I, I developed PTSD before it was a common theme, like a common theme that everybody said. I'm like an OG it, PTSD. PTSD. <laughs> you know, before World War II veterans. <laughs> <laughs> you know the Civil War when people weren't sure where anyone yeah. was? You know, I was kind of the first guy to get PTSD. They actually call it Dat Fan Disease, much like Lou Gehrig. <laughs> <laughs> In my honor, they say, oh, you, oh my God, that thousand yard stare. You must have Dat Fan Syndrome. <laughs> That's actually when you've just been to a Dat Fan show. You get that look on your face for the rest of your life. Yeah, why am I alone? <laughs> what is this all for? What is this about? Maybe the medical people. Right. Because, you know, like later on in the year 2000. Oh, go back, go back. I'm sorry. You, you learned about it for everyone except maybe who? Did you develop any sort of PTSD or have? Oh, yeah. You did. Well, I, I developed PTSD before it was a common Theme, like a common theme that everybody said, like mm. before anybody called it PTSD, except for maybe, maybe the medical people. Right. Yeah, you know, maybe, you know like later maybe on, medical people, which I call doctors, <laughs> maybe maybe medical people were on to it before dad. That seems, he seems like the guy that goes to like the middle of the woods in Vermont and he's like, this guy knows medicine. <laughs> <laughs> medical people. In the year it 2000. Was, it was me, it was me, and then medical people, and then all those people that have been in war were like, hey, something weird is going on since yeah. I've gotten back. Yeah, me and the medical they thems. <laughs> right. Because, you know, like later on in the year 2009, 2010, like there's all these phrases to PTSD, right. and, you know, today there's woke, and there's like all these <laughs> things nope. that people. Those are not the same, Dad. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. So he thinks PTSD is an identity? <laughs> Yeah. This is Dad trying to relate to Craig, actually. You know, hey, is your PTSD is just like those woke pussies, right? <laughs> right, guys? People choosing to walk down the street and hear like a fucking nail gun and go, oh! <laughs> Yeah. A guy who's held his buddy's severed head in combat and will never shake that image. That's kind of like saying, like, you know, they, them instead of he, her. That's kind of like supporting commies. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> Say like yes. words that we didn't have back then, right? <laughs> Woke. PTSD is not new. <laughs> woke, I'll give you. That's relatively new. It's woke. It's 
You don't, you don't. PTSD, you know, it's that new thing. Yeah. It's just like, oh, all these woke Iraq war vets. <laughs> <laughs> Desert Storm didn't, uh, did a number on my neighbor. Oh. I didn't realize he was a PTSD pussy. <laughs> Robert O'Neill, that woke pussy. <laughs> <laughs> around 1999 going oh dude you're so woke right or you know no, you're- oh, wait bit alert hey. hold on was this all just a shoehorn a bit about wokeness in debt you're so ptsd yeah <laughs> marcus luttrell who watched three of his best friends die savagely in front of him is just being a fucking loser yeah ptsd brain cancer wokeness they're all one <laughs> Yeah, oh. Ansplaining and all that. We didn't have we didn't have those terms. Mansplaining. Back then, right? So <laughs> go um, back. How did we get here? He's comparing. <laughs> yeah, I can't do this guy. He fucking sucks so much. Fuck you him. Know, so it's it's basically like, um, you know, like say your grandfather was in the Air Force during World War II, and you talk to him about those stories, and he kind of gets that look in his face like he's drifting off he's not he's not even in the room with you anymore he's back in combat it's like that there's ptsd and then there's a, a guy trying to tell his girlfriend the rules of baseball those are kind of the same like those are veterans of the same battle basically <laughs> ptsd yeah. and mansplaining <laughs> the fact that you can with a straight face say that ptsd is his fucking choice yeah. Basically, Colin, after Cullinane visited Eric Nardini for the first time, she got PTSD. That's what it was all. It was all one great trauma. Yeah, mansplaining. Didn't have we didn't have those terms back right. then? Yes, you right? did. So, um, PTSD, you did. I I literally was walking without knowing what PTSD was because I'm not like a former Navy SEAL or not some type of former Marine or well, anything I like that. You I'm, told us something different at all. Weeks. I'm walking around as a civilian and I keep thinking in my mind that everybody that I see on the streets has a gun. Well, they don't. Rest assured that you're fine. And honestly, if there was a place like that, I'd move there in two seconds. Like he's John Lennon being followed by someone with catcher in the rye in their hand. (laughs) 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 Ah, You must be after my fame and fortune. (laughs) Uh, um, Yeah, I knew what PTSD was first, guys, just so you know. (laughs) This is him talking about therapy. Well, believe me, well, you've heard his uh, thoughts on wokeness. Imagine what his thoughts on therapy were. Pussies like me that go to therapy. Did you ever get to talk to a professional about it? No. And, you know, I, I hate to sound racist. And I, don't, I don't mean to, but I love white people. You know, my wife is white. I think white people are beautiful. Hey, people. hey hold I mean, the racism, Dad. Don't say you love us so much. I, I love you. I mean it. But... <laughs> <laughs> My wife is white. Imagine having to say that sentence. How racist are you going to be, Dad? I've experienced that, but white people therapists is a very white people thing. Like they go and see there, they find a way to get like even a fifty dollar therapist somewhere, like in training. I think in Asian culture, we just try to work through it, which is probably not good because there's a lot of mental illness within the Asian community. San Francisco, and they don't see therapists. Think about how often do you see an Asian therapist with Asian seeing Asian therapists? Like if you go to like Orange County, to Santa Ana, Westminster, do you see myself? <laughs> hey Doc, who are you meeting with at noon? Let me let me check in on this. Not very many group sessions. <laughs> like, well, I did like, when I went um, to the program 
for the, the thing I was in for blindness, basically. Um, we did group therapy there. And now that you mentioned it, uh, there was an Asian guy, actually. So this theory's out the window. He was blind, though. So who knows? I don't know where that ranks on deaths fucking racism scale if you're blind and asian are you allowed to go to therapy clayton bigsby he thought he was white he sure wasn't that's true you know right th- uh, no there's no therapy going on there <laughs> he, he, so you're the founder of ptsd and you didn't never thought it was a good idea to maybe go to therapy the founder <laughs> You're the the forefather of post-traumatic stress syndrome and you never thought to yourself or disorder, whatever the fuck it is. uh, And you never thought to yourself, "Eh, maybe I should get into a bit of therapy. (laughs) Give it a go. Clearly it's like if this, if this story that clearly probably never happened is true, then Hey, how do I get over this? Maybe go to some therapy instead of just having a wacky bit about how therapy's for white people. Yeah. No, dad went to the beach and a kid with a squirt gun, uh, walked by and he just made a scene. <laughs> it's all, even like if your argument was for uh, that, it's for, it's a privileged thing. Cause like poor people don't have that kind of money. And so they have to work through their problems. If that was your point, I'll give you, I don't think it divides racial lines. No. I will say probably it's probably like 78% white people that go though. But maybe. again, I think that's a lot of cultural things going on there, you know? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I imagine there's a few Asians in therapy. Uh, we, this is a callback to destiny. This podcast okay. was destiny. Oh, good. Hey guys, you, you were thinking it must be kismet that these two got together. Thank God. Natalie and dad got together. So like I told you, Natalie's been through trauma. Dad's been through trauma. But it was all for a worthy cause. Thank God. Hey, thank God Natalie got raped and dad is about to tell us why. (laughs) Yeah, actually, you know, I have three quick answers to that. Uh, The last one's kind of comedic, but like what what you were talking about is the first answer is it seems that both you and I could have died back in 2001, 2002, around the same time. Had, Had we died, one of us, we we obviously would not have remet each other recently the last few days. Right. 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 So that's another example of me believing in destiny that we were meant to go through that. Not, not that I want any trauma on either of us, but I'm saying like the fact that we had to work through it and get to where we are today, right. we're rewarded by being able to work with each other. Natalie, after that horrible experience, aren't you glad that you at least lived through it to talk to dat fan for an hour and a half? Uh, guys hitting her over the head with a pipe and she's like, I'll see dad again. This will be a story that dad will enjoy. <laughs> he would love this. PTSD is a lie. It probably almost makes the rape enjoyable because she's like, someday dad will really like, I haven't met him yet. I don't even know that he exists, but it'll result in a pretty good story for him to spew <laughs> his energy bullshit. Speaking of red energy, baby. Oh, we might have some red energy. Let's hear it. What's red energy? Republican pride. I don't know. There's something I teach and I study in stand-up comedy when I have private sessions where I call it red energy. And the red energy is the, the anger, the frustration, the, the, the type of energy that was, that was triggering you from that one actor that was cussing. But then you go and you prove a good point because the other actor who was cussing, right. my, my belief is he was emitting blue energy, even though he was my frustrated. God there's not hostile intentions of harm coming out of that person. Right. And that's why when I teach standup or when I practice it, I try to practice the energy wavelength of the proper balance of energy to the 
the audience so that they don't feel that I'm a hostile threat in which they won't laugh. Right. I love what you just said and especially love that you said blue energy. We all do. We all do, Natalie. We're all very excited about it. She's like something. He's gone, he's gone from ripping off self-help books to now, I guess, just ripping off the Matrix. Is that what this teaching is? <laughs> yeah, red pill, blue yeah, pill. You can get red pill or blue pills, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, next, we have, we must have red energy. Yeah, well, I think based on, we, what is red energy? He didn't fully explain it there, I don't think. But based on his, his views of us, our energy may be fading a little red. I've dealt with comedians where I didn't realize till it was too late as I was trying to rec- recruit or audition them. And it's too red late. energy. And when, when he or she, unfortunately, usually it's he, uh, starts firing at me and I'm like, just yelling at me or just being upset. I'm like, Oh my God, I can feel the red come through the screen right now. Wow. I could feel, I was like, hold on. You can tell the bad. kind of guy dad is, dad is too. That he goes, unfortunately it's usually he it's like, what, how does that add to the story? It's just the guy screaming about how much money he wasted when he realizes that he's not learning a fucking thing. It's probably thing. that his, his female students are just more polite and are just like, no, we'd rather not show up today. Whereas a guy is like, you've stolen my money. <laughs> I have a kid. I, I want to strangle you because you have robbed me. To death. This is bad news <laughs> wow. with this guy. And then I have to get rid of them fast because I don't want to stay connected to that type of energy. Because there's there's oh. tens of thousands of comedians out there. I hate crystal people. So a good chunk of them could be red energy. Yeah. And I just got to keep it out of them. But you notice my mics, they're very private. They're very private type shows. Even <laughs> the public people can watch. I only allow certain types of comedians to come through. Otherwise, you end up getting really bad, bad energy coming yeah. through. Oh, now we're learning a little bit. He doesn't like red energy in his shows. He is a fucking loser. I wonder if that means, does Tom have red energy? Because he was making us laugh. (laughs) He does. (laughs) That's the wrong kind of comedy, I guess. But imagine this positive, like this positivity bullshit that he seems to be preaching, where he's like, there were six guys that came to his show, or five guys, whatever it was, that showed up at his show purely to laugh even at things that weren't funny. Like, that's how supportive we were. And he's like, we got to get that out of here. Yeah, no, it wasn't five guys that showed up to the show. It was just a restaurant he pointed out on the same street. There's <laughs> <laughs> a Pinkberry here? Who would have thought? Jeez. Uh, oh, this Christ, is- if there was a McDonald's on that street. Imagine, remember <laughs> Super Size Me, guys? Yeah, you might still be there. <laughs> um, this next one is called Time Well Spent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what this is. Like you have it clearly really functioning well. You've got 11 shows a week you're producing. That's a lot. Of you. No, it's very kind of you. I, I you know, and I, I work 16 hour days on these shows because I believe in it. <laughs> That's what it comes down How? to. Hold on. Do you know what he's talking about? His Zoom open mics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for anyone that's wondering, 16 hours, what could go into that? He's setting up the Zoom room and I assume setting up his camera and maybe like, booking those shows takes some time, like just scheduling everything. I cannot imagine it takes 16 hours. It might finally to get like someone to actually agree to do it. 16 hour days every day, Craig. Yeah. Just going, please come on the show. And they're like, no, it's a but fucking that, that's zoom. Not even time. That's texting someone. That's not a work day. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. He's lying about everything. I thought we've established <laughs> this <laughs> 16 hour days. There's no, there's how does anyone do it then? 
Like how how are there actual never mind Zoom shows? How are there real open mics? There aren't enough hours in the day. Not even close. You still gotta drive there and figure out. So dad essentially, assuming he has a normal sleep schedule, he sleeps and works on Zoom shows. <laughs> well that that that's why I called this time well spent. I mean, that is just putting his time to work and it is valuable time. That's for sure. Believe in what I'm doing. And I believe in teaching. I believe in comedy. I believe in transferring energy and I believe in having the right people in the, in the production. It'd be great if at this point in the interview, Natalie was like, Whoa, 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 transferring energy. What does he, what do you mean? (laughs) Oh, did you not hear that? (laughs) What's that? No, no, you haven't mentioned it yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is the last fucking clip of dad fan. We got, we got that baby. And it's called the James Bond of zoom comedy. Oh, this is where I told Hack Ride to be ready. Because in our world, we're building up. We're, you know, these videos take time. So as time goes on, we'll have more and more characters. Uh, I think that fan, Brendan Schaub may not be the only superhero in our world. <laughs> Brendan Schaub is Batman. Yeah. Because Dad's about to tell us how he's kind of like the James Bond of comedy. More like the James Bond, where if I'm weaponized, I know what to do with the weapon as far as OBS software or whatever right. it is, right? But I need a cue. <laughs> I need her or someone that knows how the weapon works as far as comedy. Right. So then I could apply. Do you know what he's talking about here? How to run a Zoom show? I don't fucking. <laughs> yes, he's saying <sighs> he's saying that he's James Bond. So he's the you know suave debonair funny man that's going to come in and kill us all with laughter, but he needs his weaponry, which is the internet and a microphone. Do I want a gun that fits in my shoe? Absolutely not, but give me some OBS. <laughs> that's how, that's how every comedian thinks. Like I, I've heard some comics say like, you know, what's nice about comedy is it's just me and a microphone. That's not true. That, those guys are lazy. It's you a microphone and Morgan Freeman from the dark Knight rises <laughs> building all this technology for you. That microphone he's actually talking into right now is full of M eighties, <laughs> but I'm the weapon user. I'm not the guy that knows how to design the weapons. Kind of like you would hold the gun. How about the weapons have- in this dumb analogy are your jokes Dad? How about you use those detonate those once in a while, set a joke or two off <laughs> a joke landmine. <laughs> After someone else load it, yes, I'd, or someone go where I get these bullets from, or wait, what? How does the gun work? Is, okay, so then I'll I know how to use the gun well, but I need the gun to come from somewhere. This guy fucking sucks. Yeah, no, that's guys. I think I think that's guys. Why why like Andrew Schultz brings such a big team with him when he travels? He has like an entourage because one of those guys must be like Andrew Schultz wouldn't know what the fuck to do if he's talking to a microphone. He needs his technician to load those bullets into the gun. <laughs> Hackride said Dats OBS versus Alex uh, iPad. <laughs> <laughs> See, Alec might have to hire Dat to help him with this technology. Yeah. <laughs> That's a diabolical squad. Oh shit! I forgot I had a Chet Hanks video too. Um, I just saw you do? yeah. Did you not see this? No. It's, it's we'll get there. Hold on. Yeah. I want to finish this clip because uh, actually start the, start it all over because I want to hear him refer to himself as the James Bond in this. The situation. um oh the Bond one. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me two seconds. Uh, Bond of Zoom comedy. <laughs> the pomposity of this again. It's next level. More like the James Bond where if I'm weaponized, I know what to do with the weapon as far as OBS software or whatever it is, right? Yeah, no, someone hands James Bond a pen and he just goes, yeah. oh, thank you. He's not happy. I want that microphone shaken, not stirred. <laughs> <laughs> but I need a cue. I need her or someone that knows how the weapon works as far as comedy. Right. So then I could apply it. But I'm the weapon user. I'm not the guy that knows how to design the weapons. Kind of like you would hold the gun, but you'd have someone else load it. Yes. I'd, or someone not, go. No, uh, not like that, from. Natalie. No. I need the bonfire or something to get their hands on this fucking interview. No one's like, hey, and let's all give credit to the guy that loaded the gun, too. Let's not forget about him. Oh. <laughs> this is painful. You know that Robert O'Neill, the second reference in the show, Robert O'Neill shot Bin Laden, but who loaded the gun? That's the real hero. <laughs> that was the real hero right there. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie's just way off. She doesn't even understand the analogy. It's kind of like the person that loaded the gun. He's like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> or, it's like wait, the person what? that builds the it? gun, I guess. <laughs> I'm the James Bond. Uh, else load it. Yes, I'd, or someone go, where I get these bullets from? Or wait, what? How does the gun work? Okay, so then I'll, I'll know how to use the gun well, but I need Are you suggesting that James Bond looks at a gun and says, how does, how does this thing even work? <laughs> what, what, what was this? James Bond is so ignorant and you're comparing yourself to this man? I don't understand any of it. <laughs> <laughs> Connery's just putting it in his mouth. They're like, no, no, no. <laughs> You don't understand. You use that on the bad guys. You don't like, get oh. it. <laughs> you don't get what I'm doing. <laughs> Somewhere. That was the end of it. All right. All right. Um, I don't know. What's this Chet Hanks? <laughs> so he went on Eric Andre's hey, show. Timestamp. Timestamp. Oh, I just had it out too. One we're moving on. Holy fuck, dude. We're almost two yeah, hours. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that fan. Uh, more in the future, but now you understand Dad Fan's comedy school. Hey, if you guys are trying to get funnier out there, maybe sign up for the program. It sounds like you'll learn a lot that you didn't already know. Right, right. Uh, so I haven't seen the show yet, but um, Chet Hanks went on Eric Andre's show, did his research, realized he's kind of like a uh, like a, a wild guy. Yeah. And... Apparently he pissed off everyone and everyone said that he was like an asshole to work with. So Chet was. Yeah. So he has uh, what I think is a, a delightful response. Okay. So he is the response. We don't know what he did on the show yet. He'll tell you. Okay. All right. What's up, you guys? So I'm sick as fuck, but here's what happened with the uh, Eric Andre <laughs> shit. So Eric Andre invites me on his show. I'd never seen it before, so I started watching episodes. I see it's like on some really like weird, like outlandish troll shit. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll match that energy. So I come on the show and I'm on some super like outlandish fucking troll shit, thinking that he would get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> At one point, he has a dude come and jump a dirt bike on the stage. Well, they must not have known that I ride dirt bikes because I picked that shit up, started riding it around the set. Everyone's like, no, 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 don't. 
don't do that. Like, you can get hurt. I'm like, chill. I just popped a little wheelie. I put the bike down. Now he wants to come out and say, you know, talk shit about me. You must have just not liked the fact that I outshined you on your own fucking show. And honestly, when I was on there, the dude seemed shook because when I came out and sat down, like, he seemed like genuinely nervous. Like, just being around me, the dude seemed like fucking shook. I don't know what it was, but there's a lot of fucking weirdos in Hollywood. I don't think you were one of them. I thought you were funny and cool, but it turns out you're just a pussy, dude. That's what's up. Oh, <laughs> good for Chet. I gotta say, good for Chet because I am sure the intention of the show was to make him look like an idiot. Correct. Right? Correct. It, it, you only have Chet Hanks on to goof with him, most likely. Um, so they can fuck with him, but if Chet starts fucking with them back, they're like, oh, what a, what a piece of shit. It's like, so, that's why I like a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like Zach, Zach Galifianakis between two ferns, those people are obviously in on the joke. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. And that's why I kind of like that because it's funny, but it's not just straight up fucking with them. Right. Where like you're having Chet Hanks on, he's nice enough to like take time out, but you're having him on solely to goof with him. <laughs> I just love and I, I respect Chet because most people in his situation wouldn't do the research to figure out what they were walking in. Correct. Into correct and just the idea of them doing like ha wow what a wacky dirt bike guy we have right and he just yeah. jumps on it and just doing wheelies <laughs> that to me is funny I, I haven't seen it obviously but i haven't yet i haven't found it i tried looking for it but just the I, the image of that is hilarious to me <laughs> oh good for chet i have i've grown to like him more as the years have gone on i've liked him immediately just from well, rude boy he chet. used to be a real dude like when he was on with um rude jude yep he was a, he was an asshole in that moment. He looked really bad in that moment, and that's I think the first thing everyone really saw of Chet Hanks. That was the first time people started goofing on him, mm-hmm. and so I think that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, including me, where I was like, ah, fuck this guy. But ever since then, I I I like him a little more each time I see him. Oh yeah, he's great. He's very funny, and his music's awesome. Would <laughs> you go check it out? <laughs> have uh, Have we gotten any updates from Stuttering John and Chad? No, no one said anything. Can we go to John's Twitter real quick? Oh, but I meant to start the show with this, everybody. Uh, if, you're, if you're watching because you think me and Stuttering John are in a war right now, apparently Hack Ride has resorted to just drumming up controversy <laughs> to get people to watch the show. It, 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 uh, it performed well, that tweet, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he made, uh, if you're not on Twitter, he made a, um, uh, a fake post about uh, John having a beef with me specifically. <laughs> and it's, it's funny. And once Hackright explained it to me, cause I messaged him, I was like, I don't know if it does us any good to just dupe the audience <laughs> into some fake fight. And he messaged me and it made a good point. He's like, I was doing it more as a way of like, I guess stuttering John's been blocking people and deleting tweets again and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And Hackright was more like, Hey, if you're going to tweet shit about people where he's literally like, threatening Carl and Shuli and people on Twitter now. Yep. And so Hackride was just like, if you're going to make up or say shitty things about people and then delete it, this is what's going to happen. Like you're going to be a victim of people Photoshopping stuff and believing it. So once you said that, I was like, Oh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. It was very funny. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I said, I said, I, it, I would just take it from a perspective of like, don't tell people to watch for this. Cause then they're just going to immediately turn it off when they figure out we're lying. <laughs> I just said it was hack rides uh, chance to just vent about Mike, but it was stuttering. John said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, all right. What, what we're to now. 
I guess Stuttering John and Shuli, even though maybe it'll be obsolete now after this stuff with uh, Chad. Like I said, I, my prediction of that Stuttering John-Chad thing, diminishing returns, I think it's going to be a lot of the same stuff here where he repeats dues payer over and over again. Yep. So for anyone, are you familiar with this term dues payer? No. I heard, I mean, I know he calls them that. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I guess years ago, Artie was giving Shuli shit on the Stern show. And uh, basically saying that he hasn't earned anything in comedy. And she was like, no, I've been around. I've paid my dues. And I guess he got goofed on for that. But the the amount that John is saying, it's like, first of all, that's not that funny a story. Like, I think Shuli has paid his his dues, quote unquote, in comedy. If there's anyone that hasn't paid their dues, it's John. Right. John was able to skip the line in comedy. Just make a show that's called Stuttering John and Friends. (laughs) And pay people less than him because he had a bigger name on the Stern show. Meanwhile, like the comedy was Jim Norton, Nick DiPaolo, Artie Lang, Bob Levy, these like great comics. And Stuttering John was pocketing all the money because he ran the show, I guess. That's not paying your dues. That's the ironic thing about that nickname. <laughs> but it's true. But but John gets hung up on these things and says them over and over like it's this massive insult. But even if it is the first time. Like he calls Anthony Pockface over and over again. He calls Carl Kevin, which I guess is like a dismissive, like I don't even know your name type of thing. He calls Shuli the dues payer. He calls Bob Levy, Bomb Levy. <laughs> that one's kind of funny. That's not bad. But here's the thing about these nicknames. Again, I'll use the phrase diminishing returns. Even if we found it funny the first time. We've heard it now, John. When you say dues payer, every sentence that you're talking to Shuli, it gets fucking obnoxious. As we're about to find out. So, yeah, here's the thing is like, again, people are going to say I'm like kissing Shuli's ass. Shuli was nice enough to have me on once. Mm-hmm. Maybe I got a couple followers out of it, but I, it didn't change my life. I had fun on the show. He was nice enough to me. I, I don't know Shuli anything. There's no reason I'm like kind of saying the guy I think won the exchange. But if you listen to it, he's in a bad spot because John's screaming. Won't stop screaming, yeah. So it's hard to believe me. That's a good strategy. Maybe when uh, Dave Portnoy's been giving you shit for five years and you realize that he's on the phone and you're not and you can just scream over him. (laughs) It's not a horrible strategy. Right. (laughs) But my point is John's so much louder in this. He's just screaming nonsense. Like, truly wasn't given much of a chance. It's not like he was hitting home runs, but... I thought he did fine in this. I thought John made a fool of himself. Yeah, he because he couldn't settle down at all. He was so hyped up, and I, I keep thinking of what Hackride said to me, where where you know it wasn't he wasn't alluding to anything, but he was just saying that Hackride has dealt with people um, in certain neighborhoods in California where certain uppers might be potent. Oh yeah, because he wasn't like this before he left. He, it seems like he's not, well, not even before he left on that Kevin Brennan thing. He was much more reserved. Correct. But now he has been on one on these Chad things. So I, if you guys have heard it enough, it was uh, almost a week ago. So I get it. If you want to go watch uh, Chad and stuttering John right now, feel free, but I'm fascinated by it. So we're going to spend a little time talking about it. Julie, eres, eres mi pera. Starts by the way. He's an he's a psychopath. He's he's screaming this. Oh, but don't wait, Craig. He's got there's a big reveal. He's gonna own Shuli here. Yes, he is. You speak in Spanish? 
First Hebrew and then Spanish. Wow, you're really smart. Well, the Hebrew is unintelligible. You didn't say whatever you're supposed to say was not. I looked it up. I practiced it. Maybe you can't speak speak Hebrew. First of all, let me just uh, say, uh, Chad, thanks for having me on. And thank Uh, you to close to 500 people. Cardiff I'm going to use you on the on the balcony. See that, that right there? He's like, that's why streaming, stream sniping is so fucking stupid. Hey, hey more power. I like Cardiff Electric, so more power to him. Get I like those him. 500 live viewers. I like him too, but he he goes on everyone's shows and everything, so it's kind of, I, I don't know. He's just pointing out that someone else is, I don't know, fucking dumb. I don't like it. Yeah, it's weird to me, and may, maybe you could say us playing clips later is the same thing, so why wait? A thousand percent is not the same thing. I don't think it's the same thing because I think those people, I think anyone that would pop into us to watch John and Chad would otherwise be watching John and Chad. So we're literally stealing from them. Correct. This is after the and, fact. Hey, this show I, already I, this, is, this is what I'll say, though. Uh, I think if you ask guys like Kevin or Cardiff, even, uh, hey, don't you think this is stealing from Chad? They would be like, yes, that's what we're doing. Correct. And I'd be like, okay, good. Go for it. Correct. <laughs> Everybody tune in. John, 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 why are you so drunk on a Saturday afternoon? It's so early. I've had three beers. Drunk. You're slurring. You're spitting. What's what's going on? I'm always spitting. I stutter and I can't feel half my lips. You bald, dumb fuck. (laughs) So what are you so angry about, pal? I brought you out of your shell. You should be. You're not my pal. You're not my pal. See, to me, he's giving Shuli the upper hand by unraveling like this. He seems like he's coming undone. I got to be honest, John's made me laugh like three times already in this short amount of time. <laughs> sure. But these are, th- yes, I agree. He's f- being funny here. It's entertaining. But I don't think for the reason John wants you to be laughing. Right. right, right. You know, I, I think he's flying off the handle here. I don't think he's like the jokes he has prepared are not why I'm laughing him speaking bad Hebrew. It's like, what is the gotcha moment? Do you think Shuli's not Jewish? <laughs> I looked that, it up. <laughs> you think Shuli Agar is not Jewish? Is that the accusation? <laughs> why? Don't ever, ever think that you're my friend. Don't ever think you're my friend. Wow. You're not. You ran away from me. You ran away from me when I tried to interview. I tried to be your friend. I asked you to I'll buy your beer, and you, know, you ran away. Way, this is John's thing. Like I tried to be your friend. He went up to Shuli, who's working for the Howard Stern Show, and asked some variation of, uh, don't you think the Stern Show has jumped the shark? While the guy's working there. <laughs> You're just specifically trying to get him in trouble. How is that trying to be his friend? Exactly. You ran away. He's hung up on that. Like It really pissed him off. I don't know why he's so, but here's the thing. I've gotten like this in the moment, like when things happen. Yep. And then I look back and think like, ah, why did I do that? So I can relate to it on that level. But if you ask me about those moments now, I would say, it's silly. I was so mad. John's had like a year to get over this Shuli stuff. And he's still this mad about it. It's fucking crazy. Like a little pussy that you are. Why do you think at all that now we are friends you did a thousand shows on me and yet you think it's all about me it's all about you no it's all about me you dumb fuck Uh, buddy are you stoned right now deuce player are you stoned buddy buddy listen i'm not and go after someone for being inebriated that's the that's the ballpark you want to play in (laughs) buddy don't think that i'm your buddy 
John. I want to beat you. I want to beat the fuck out of you in a boxing ring. Now tell me, are you, you gonna do it? Me? You want a piece of me? Yes, in in the ring. You, I would, dude. I'd run circles around you. I'd beat the shit out of you. Okay, let's do it. Contest. It's not even a contest. Let's do it then. It's not even worth it. It's not even worth the money where your mouth is. Dudes, pay ya. This is where things get sad. Is that two fifty-year-old men are going to box each other? What does that prove? It's uh, it make them probably a ton of money. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a bad business idea. What I'm saying is is John's like gotcha moment would be beating Shuli in boxing. See, Shuli was wrong for making fun of my podcast because I have bested him in the sport of boxing. Well, to be fair, I looking on the outside, I'm like Shuli can do that show if he wants. It's not a problem. Sure. Looking at it, through, trying to look at it through John's blurry vision after those Coors Lights, I understand why he does not like him. I understand that too, but what does a boxing match prove? Yeah, you can just take his anger out. <laughs> it's just what drunk people scream about. I, yeah, but then go up and fight Shuli then, I guess. I don't know. Like, What, what do we have to watch for? Because you know? he, he's all about, he's all about making money. It would be such a sad display, though. Like, I wouldn't. I'm sure plenty of people would pay for it. You could break down that boxing match for six years straight. Oh, it'd be great. It'd be great content. But I'm just saying it'd be so... Like, his original idea was, I want to fight... I think it's still his idea, actually. That he wants to fight Shuli, Bob Levy, and Mike Morse. Like, all in the same night. Like, back-to-back rounds. And I'm Mm. like, John, you're... An alcoholic who has had strokes, you're severely out of shape. It's not a good idea. <laughs> it's a great idea. Actually, do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do it. Hey, more power to you. Make make that money, baby. Isn't Shuli tall or am I thinking of something? I have no idea. I think of him as short, but I don't know. It's just because he's Jewish. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I think of him as short and cheap and, you know, he's always complaining about the the draft. Yeah. It's drafty in this room. <laughs> Returns his soup. That's how I think of him. I don't know why. I'm going to catch a cold. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is a comic versus comic. Okay. Let's see. Let's see them uh, measure their dicks here. You suck as a comic. Put the money where your mouth is. Come to the ring. Do you think as a comic, in all honesty, do you think as a comic, I'll ever get a chance to play that potato bar that you played? Like for the weekend, not just. Are you really? Are you really? Are you really gonna goof on the places that I go to work out material? Are you really? It's a potato bar. A a potato bar. What are you talking about? It was a barbecue restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Don't belittle his work, Shuli. It was. It was the best venue for comedy where people are licking A1 sauce off their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jay Swizzle says John's just looking at the money. I agree. Go for it, dude. Oh, no, no. You're, yeah, you're misunderstanding me. It would be good content. You're not understanding what I'm saying. It must not it's be. That, it's that why, what does that do? Okay, John is bested Shuli in boxing. Congratulations. What have you proven? That your show doesn't suck now? That your take on Trump is very smart it would, and insightful. It would be like the ultimate comeback all the time. Like, I beat the shit out of you. No, I'll tell you what it is. It's him rehashing old shit again where Howard was able to make a boxing match interesting. If he doesn't have, like, Carl or someone organizing it for him, that boxing match is going to be a disaster. 
Oh, that's the thing John doesn't understand is he sees the dollar signs, but he doesn't realize he's going to need to let Carl do it if he wants it to go well. Let it happen at Skankfest. He already got a ring. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if Lewis would do that. He probably will. Oh, Lewis has been very... Uh, Lewis J. Gomez, I think, is at the best take on all of this. Is basically that just that it's very gay what these guys are doing. He's like, they're all 50-year-old men and they're nice guys. Why are they pretending they're... T-? Like, when you hear Kevin Brennan go, Hey, watch it, bitch! Say it to my face, bitch! It's like, have you ever seen the video with him and Jimmy Martinez? Maybe. I don't know if Kevin's necessarily getting up at the first sign of a fight. <laughs> well, I would. who the fuck would get up against Jimmy Martinez? No one. That's my point. <laughs> that's my point is we're not tough guys. No. We're podcasters. No. Uh, this one is uh, Chad, who so far has been great. <laughs> Chad's been done a perfect job so far. Let's see if he ruins it. Have you ever, have you ever headlined the Reno Laugh Factory? Have you ever headlined the Tahoe Improv? Have you ever headlined the Vegas Improv? Have you ever fucking headlined the Vegas Laugh Factory? Radio Uh, City Music Hall. And Polkari's. (laughs) (laughs) Bananas in Poughkeepsie. (laughs) The 99 on Thursday night. Have you, dues pay you? Name a couple more, because I think we're getting close. You haven't, Deuce Paya. It's a you it's so fight- stadium. It's the Staples Center and that barbecue restaurant in Iowa. Those are the three places he's played. Wait, is this the third or fourth clip we've played? And Julie said like two words. <laughs> well, that's the thing is John's screaming so much. People are like, oh, Shuli was a, a pussy or whatever they say. John was screaming so much that anything Shuli got in was going to be drowned out. Yeah, you can't scream like this if you're not in person. I hate to say it, but I think they may have had a horrible moderator. <laughs> I, I don't like to throw Chad under the bus like that. But, but I, I appreciate that he stepped. He even came off camera. Well, I'll tell you what, though. I think Kevin did a good job stepping aside because I think Carl was able to handle it. Mm-hmm. In this one, I think Chad, someone, it, it shouldn't be Chad, but yeah. someone should have been there to be like, hey, John, stop screaming for a minute. Let's truly make his point. Right. But has not got 27 people there. 27 uh, paid tickets, and 20 of them were, were going to see Chad. 28. You know, 28. No, actually, we broke 40. Uh, let's <laughs> no, you didn't. Here. We did. No, you didn't. Chad knows exactly how many. Well, Chad knows a lot of things. And Chad said you were average at best. Well, that hurts coming from Chad. That hurts. I was average at best, Chad. Really? Even you? <laughs> Look at this. Wow. <laughs> Chad doesn't know what the fuck to do. Chad's a weird guy because he's so confrontational when he's alone, but he's like a, he becomes a fence sitter whenever he doesn't want to piss anyone off. It's weird. I wouldn't have gotten involved in the middle of that. Well, if he hates Shuli, if he's talking all this shit to John about Shuli, then he should have gotten involved. See, deep down, he they don't fucking hate each other. They just got hurt feelings. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Craig. Is that this is all fake? These are all fifty year old men. They're fake beefs. And they take it so seriously. That's why I think Carl was good in that spot where he just said, like, he just made jokes. Here are the things we goof on you for, John. Address them if you want. Like, we'll laugh at them, but you don't have to fucking, it doesn't have to ruin your life the way it is. The only person I could understand having legit anger is John. (laughs) Right. But even that is John should take, if John took this all in stride, it would never have gotten to this level. Yeah, I don't know. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Hey, you know who takes it better than anybody? My buddy. Tom Myers. He sure does. That guy's out crushing at opera houses. Yeah, he's got to a point where he's got people running his Twitter. He's doing really well. Oh, man, I really believe that ass dick dick thing was like 
standing ovation. It was loud. <laughs> I had such a different memory. Um, this one is uh, Mole. Oh, this is, uh, yeah. So if you guys don't know, um, Shuli allegedly was John's mole. And then the whole Carl thing, he revealed the story that Shuli told him as a mole inside the Howard Stern operation. And it was that Shuli's wife once went to the bathroom and was in the hallway the same time as Howard. And Howard kind of gave her a dirty look and moved on with his day. (laughs) Do we have, so, a, do we have a, a, an atomic bomb sound effect or anything for that uh, bombshell? Uh, I actually, yes, I do, actually. Hold on. <laughs> uh, Hold on. Let me do it again. Mm-hmm. Shuli's wife was in the hallway the same time as Howard Stern. <laughs> Can you believe it, folks? <laughs> a kamikaze mission. <laughs> My mole. Come you get, my mole. Come get. Oh yeah, I I heard your evidence. I don't I, like pylons. I, like you should. I told. I so told you don't remember telling me the story about your wife who had to go to the bathroom and then it, it was in Howard's clear hallway. John, let's. You don't remember talking. Let's just say, let's just say for argument's sake, you're 100 percent right. Okay? okay. Let me ask you a question. What let is a, what is my mole? Let him what is a mole to you? Him. When you say someone, you're at a show and you're giving me information about the show behind the behind the ball. I I would correct you one second, because if someone says, uh, hey, how is how is, you know, being in on the Kirk Minahan show today? And I said, great. Everything went pretty normal. That's not me being a mole. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm revealing too much. Maybe I shouldn't say. Maybe I should just keep my mouth shut. But it's still not a mole's behavior. It would have to be some sort of dirt. Right. Something you could use against the show. Not, yeah. do you know Howard uses the potty during the day? <laughs> a mole. Just like, I, just, like how I, how, so, just like how I got the Pelican Breeze. That's a mole. Buddy, calm down. So no, when, I'm not going to calm down, Chili, because I don't like you. You fucking, you no, stole no, Carl's no, fucking, you stole Carl's fucking whole thing. You stole no, Carl's no, whole no, thing and you ran no, it into the ground. You defended his pal, Carl. <laughs> what a quick shift. If, if Shuli right now in the middle of this just went, by the way, I think you're pretty talented. He'd be like, oh, <laughs> Well, uh, thank you. It's such an amazing, like, all of a sudden he's Carl's buddy. And then he switches to shitting on Carl again. I guess he's like, he tweeted out some shit about Carl and deleted it or something. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but he, he, he'll he go from, like, being buddies with Carl to hating him again. He can't decide. And what it is is John's ego. It's John's ego is so big that he'll tell himself, hey, you know what, just go, oh, these guys are just goofing. And then the second they goof on him again, he's like, I'm, 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 you can't make fun of me, you piece of shit. Why, you've d- d- done nothing that I've done. Chad stepped out of the way like a pro. He is actually a good straight man to John's goofball. It was a 70s Well, we duo. said that last time, remember? This was on the Patreon episode. But remember, we, we did say that the one good thing that Chad did is just let John rant and kind of laugh. And egg him on. <laughs> and egg him, egg him on a little bit. Yeah. But I think that's different when you're trying to actually hear Shuli's point. That's the one time where he should have said, hey, John, John, you've spoken. Let, let Shuli talk here. Right. That's the only area he could have been a better moderator. Correct. Don't have an original idea in that empty head. Let me ask you a question, Shuli. Did you ever go to college? Did I go to college? No, I did not. Yeah, that's what happens when the answer is going to be no. Because you don't, you don't have an education. You're a dumb fuck. 
he he puts such stock in these things and for no reason he's like oh you don't have kids you must be gay oh you didn't go to college you must be dumb it's just things that he has equal value right (laughs) oh you're oh you're not divorced you're still with your wife then i guess you are a loser you don't want to go out and get pussy like me (laughs) uh this is them talking about carl uh, well, we said he's buddy buddy with Carl now. Let's see his thoughts. This is I have an education. You don't. You're not smart. You don't have an original idea in that empty head of yours, and you stole fucking Carl's idea. And if I was Carl, I would never talk to you again. So, but I thought you hated Carl. Oh, and you, and you ran it into the ground. You can- he doesn't fucking let him talk. It's so infuriating. I know. Carl and I. Carl and I have had a private conversation, Deuce Payer, and Carl and I made amends. Sometimes you can make up with people. Sure, Sometimes you can. Sure. If the price is right, right, Jeff? No, no oh, price. Yeah. Oh, no yeah. price, no dickhead. Oh, no price. I know, I know you had uh, you got I a... I made up with Carl. I made up with Carl on Brennan's podcast. Yeah. I, th- there was no price. Brennan paid me. I didn't know Carl was going to come in there, you dumb fuck. How crazy is it? Imagine if you were listening to that show at the height of stuttering John goofing and think like a year later, you're going to hear John be like, why, why can't you be more like Carl? <laughs> why, why can't you just understand that Carl was the, was great at this. I've now, I've dropped the lawsuit I have on him. You know, <laughs> we're thinking of uh, taking a, taking a vacation together. Yeah. Uh, we got, Oh, I forgot to tell you to pull it. But um, do you remember uh, our last episode where we took questions? Mm-hmm. There was some weird question about, like, basically, if I was raped by a podcaster, who would I want it to be? Right. And you said, you said Carl. And I didn't even realize you said Carl like five or six times. Me? Yeah. You kept saying, oh, Carl, it should be Carl. It should be Carl, Carl, Carl. And I like kind of, I didn't even know, notice it was happening. And uh, thank God someone out there noticed because it made cringe of the week on WATP this week. Carl. Oh, is this during the um, you guys are gay stream? No, it was simply, it was simply if you were raped by someone, it was, it was the age old question. No, I know, you but I'm saying I, I might have been, was that during the uh, No Kids episode? Know, Craig, you expect me to get inside that mind? It's like trying to dissect that fan's comedy. Who knows? <laughs> I'm sure I did. <laughs> I'll have to listen. Anyways, uh, it was funny. All right, let's continue with John here. Uh, this is a lot is the title. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I'm not saying I'm a fashion police. Get out of here. Nobody wants you. Bye. No, I want him. Come back, Chad. No. I'm done with get this out. guy. No. Because this if guy can't back, be honest. If you come back, I go. Oh, you better go. You better go. Oh, <laughs> Chad boy. and John are the classic bully pair, like from any sitcom or cartoon, things like that. Where you got the one loud mouth and you got the one kind of sheepish guy that he bosses around. <laughs> that's John and Chad. Where no, 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 that's my friend. Meanwhile, these two are going to turn on each other within a week. <laughs> John, I wrote well, are you afraid of Chad now too? Shit. Are you afraid of Chad now too? I don't do pylons. I don't do pylons. Are you afraid? Run away. No, Chad, come back. Chad, come back. Run away, little My bad. This is my bad. I cut out the part where a fourth voice pops in and says, everyone yell all at once. <laughs> so they, they were under direct instruction. I think it was a super chat that came in. Is this another minute straight of that? Well, let's hear it. it was, I said it was a lot, didn't I? Yeah. 
the way, Sir Robin. Not you. Sir so Robin is a chicken. Sir Shuli is a chicken. Sir Robin is a chicken. Sir Shuli is a chicken. Run away. Thank me for bringing you back. Bring Chad in. Thank me, you ungrateful. I mean, so you this can is run. what Kevin missed out on. This is what I was talking where I said Kevin should have brought Julian. He missed go broadcasting gold like this. I think Kevin was correct then. <laughs> if I'm yeah, you know what, Kevin, I take it all back. I'm sorry. Someone go apologize to Kevin Brennan for me if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, no, he was a thousand percent correct. This is garbage. <laughs> it's a disaster. So that's the thing is, John is so much more angry at Shuli that he became unhinged in this interview. Just doesn't let him talk. It's crazy. That's all it comes down to. The way, like you ran away from me in a lobby. Because you know that you're my fucking mole. You are my mole. You betrayed Howard. Howard wants nothing to do with you. Get out of here. No. no, you stay, Chad. It's your show. Don't let Shuli tell you how to run. No, I, I just like, I, I like watching it, but uh, you're not going to tell me. No, what you, you Julie. Get here out of here. I'm not going anywhere. Hypocrisy of the news. Get out of here. Let's watch Shuli run away like he ran away from you, yep. John. That's what he does. I don't like pilots. Run away, Shuli. I've interviewed so many comics. Not one <laughs> of them ran away without saying something. You called security on me. What say you, you fucking bold, dumb pussy? <laughs> his insults are very uh one track yeah but it gets it's like one of those things you hear it enough it gets funnier <laughs> but that here's the thing is john is funny this is what i think you're missing you're like oh i'm finding this fine but i get that john is funny that's what makes him such an interesting character character to follow mm-hmm. but nothing he want nothing he's intending to be funny is funny <laughs> what's funny is him getting drunk and belligerent throughout this episode <laughs> Um, this uh, real estate. Uh oh, this is this is a classic battle again in a podcast war. It should be all about what your homes are worth. <laughs> yes. Is this? Are you next to anyone? This apartment you moved to now, or it's not an apartment? Like the other one was an apartment. You dumb oh, fuck. Condo. It was a condo. condo. And yeah. guess what? You dumb fuck. My condo apartment with the my condo sold for the same amount that your house that you bought your house for. So hold on, who hold on, the hold fuck on. are you? If you're more successful than Shuli, why is that a badge of honor? Yeah, if you want, if you want to do that, then you go buy an even more expensive or a bigger house near where Shuli lives. Like ba- based on how John looks at himself, it's the equivalent of if I went up to George Clooney and was like, hey, you aren't very successful. And he's like, oh, yeah, my house is, house is worth as much as yours. And I'm like, ah, damn, you got me, I guess. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you're right. The goof of my condo. Well, my house is in my name. It's not in my mom or dad's name. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's but surely. And let me house. ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. By the way, it's John referred to... Uh, so his his hat uh, his house was in his mom's name, mm-hmm. and when they asked him about that, he said uh, the reason is that uh, John's credit was like in the five hundreds, and so he couldn't you know get a, a, any sort of reasonable loan, and so they had to put it into his mother's name, and then he summed that up by calling it a little creative accounting. <laughs> <laughs> we for real should apologize. It's very creative. I couldn't afford a home, so I had someone else put it in their name. <laughs> We've got we have to for real apologize to Kevin Brennan. 
Why is that? <laughs> just this would be awful <laughs> to have. On it was show. it was awful. But here's the thing: is John wasn't like this that day. I don't know if any foreign substances played a part in that. But that day, John wasn't like this. I think it would have been more civil. And I think Kevin. Here's the difference between Kevin and Chip. Kevin stayed out of the way. I think Kevin would have known. So, like what I was saying was almost a compliment to Kevin, <laughs> in a way that I think Kevin would have known to go, "Hey, John, shut the fuck up." <laughs> Let him talk for five seconds, you know? Low, low key, your Brennan impression is growing on me. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, John? That's funny. Mom and dad, or Christina's mom and dad, help you pay for the down payment. Because I, I know what the truth is. No, actually, oh, they didn't. Oh, okay. How much did you put down? Oh, that's none of your business. How much did you put it down? Is none of your business. <laughs> How, oh, you're laughing. Oh, you wanted to fight. Head. Now, oh, now the pothead's going to laugh because he has no answer. <laughs> how much did you put down? I'm calling someone a pothead. I don't know how much you pay for rent, Mike, and I uh, I will never ask you. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. If we get into a fight, I'm going to yell it out. <laughs> you're punching me in the cheekbones. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to Christ, don't make me. <laughs> how much did you think I put down? You did a DHA loan. That's what I think you did. A D- oh, that's what you think you did. Yeah. So oh, now, 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 you're now, now he's going to avoid the question and mimic me. Now I answered you. Hack. I answered you. Hack. So at what point? You, Kevin. Hack. Yep. Thank you, Kevin. Why do you keep thanking Kevin? I, because he paid him. I don't, I don't. Does he think Kevin's there? Maybe. Is Kevin in the room with us now, John? <laughs> who, who are you seeing? I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> this last one is one more, and this one's quite long. Um, what, what's it called? These men are all fifty. Yeah, we might get the gist early. Maybe we'll tap out early. But listen, this is what I'm talking about. This is why it's like, the fuck are we doing here, guys? Like, what are you doing with your life? Just take a step back and look at this from you know ten thousand feet or whatever that expression is. You said that that. You, I was going to pay, I was going to put your kids through college on your own show. So you, if you don't know what you're saying, I, your own I, show. I, I, I texted Carl this last week because I assume we were watching it at the same time. And I was like, John loves a good technicality. Mm-hmm. John loves nothing more than just grasping for dear life onto a technicality. Cause I'm sure at some point surely said, like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm making so much money off stuttering John that it's going to put my kids through college. Yeah. like That's just kind of an offhanded, it's a turn of phrase. People have said like that. Like when you get mad at someone and you go, I'm going to fucking kill you. I, I guess. But, yeah, Shuli's almost using it as a brag. Like, it's going to put my kids through college. Yeah. John is hanging on to that and say, basically saying, I'd like to see your books. Like, am I do? have you made enough to put your kids through college on me? Because I would like a taste of that. It's the same with, like, oh, Carl, you talked about my kids. It's like, yeah, once Carl said your kids sound like losers because John said, stop talking about my kids, which he had never done prior. Uh, Jay Swizzle says screaming hack is a Kevin Brennan thing. That's why John was thanking him. That's actually I understand true. that. But what I'm saying is Kevin, does he think Kevin like made the term? I think like, just I think John couldn't have come up with that word if it wasn't for Kevin Brennan. I think just the way you're screaming it. Specifically, not the no, word I, itself. I don't know if Kevin needs credit for it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> He's a funny guy. I don't know if he needs credit for that. <laughs> I can tell you, we've gone on a few vacations. Thanks you, you. Yeah, I don't, I don't thanks, care. buddy. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, no, your kids should love me. Then they, they do. probably love me more than they love you. You dumb fuck. So let me nice <laughs> hey, bring up kids, dude. See how this goes. <laughs> oh yeah, well. 
supposed to talk about kids, John. No, but Newsday, you just said it. No, Newsday, I didn't say anything bad about your kids, you dumb fuck. I can't, Chad, I can't stand for this, buddy. I didn't say anything bad about right, your children. Watch, you just let it unfold. Now watch this devolve into, no, 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 no. You said, you said. You <laughs> came on here in good faith. To you said that I was going to put your kids in college, I can't do that. I can't wait. You brought your kids up. I didn't think you needed to sink so low, John. Did you, you say I was going to pay you? Let did you say I was going to put your kids through college? You did you bring your kids into, did you I say know you are, but what? My dues pay you. Be honest. Chad, this guy can't be honest. Not this guy Tell him I'm rubbing his glue. <laughs> Chad's face is just covered by super chats. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed Chad throughout this whole thing. Honest. Admit you crossed the line. No, right you now. just said you admit it. I paid. You said that I paid for the kids. You said it. You just said that I paid for your kids' vacations. I will say, Shuli is clearly mocking him, though. Oh, I know that. That's why I'm saying I think Shuli at least had more fun with it. John yes. was enraged. Correct. You who said it. Said? Chad, who said? Who said? Who, who said just said that I paid for their kids' vacation? Who said it you said. Chad, who? Chad, wake up. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, you guys are doing great. Who said that I paid for his kids' vacation? Who said it first, kid? I, I honestly you don't said right that I was going to put your kids through college. You said I was going to put... Oh, he's going to run away now, Chad. Look, he's looking for the... You're bringing up family. Uh, I didn't bring up your no, family. You brought family. You said you I was going to pay for no. You brought up family. He's, the fact that John can't pick up that he's mocking him is fucking That's what I'm hilarious. saying. Shuey's clearly fucking with him, and John's getting angrier and angrier. And it's the only... It's the makings of someone who is intoxicated. I don't know that he is. But it's someone that's on something, and I've seen him drunk plenty. I don't think it's booze, but I could be wrong. He's going to shoot up like a supermarket or something. If this continues. It's, it's like when we were watching him talk about stealing Anthony's gun and beating him with it. <laughs> it's like, like, just imagine anyone. Please try take, that, John. <laughs> take, take the threats of violence out of it. Like, take that out of it. Just say you have kids, Craig. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to bring them up. Oh, I know Jesus. Appropriate. <laughs> but it, your kids are in school. I'm mm -hmm. sure they have teachers, I assume. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Hey, imagine you log on to the old internet one day. <laughs> you think, is that? I just had, we had a, we had a parent teacher meeting. Is that Mr. Melendez? <laughs> <laughs> and listen to this, man. Yeah. No, the first thing I would do is email the school and be like, uh, what the fuck is this? Hey, is, I, you know, I don't mind him teaching other kids. He didn't teach my kid, right? All right, fine, whatever. Let him keep his job then. But That's the thing, though, is he can't keep bringing that up and drawing attention to it because it's right. going to get brought up by people. But this, this is what I keep saying. Guy, anyone listening to this show, of course don't fuck with John's career. That's, no one wants that. That's silly. It's childish. It's stupid. Don't fuck with John's livelihood. But it's out of our hands. If you're a teacher screaming that people are pussies and... And they want to, you want to beat them up and steal their gun and you're a fucking loser and a pussy and all these ins and by the way, not to mention like in this day and age, you're going on there shaming people for their sexuality and their looks and their status in life. These are not the makings of a teacher in 2023. I'm sorry, John. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want anyone I'm associated with to do anything about it. But just if I was a parent, I would make a few phone calls. Right. You said I was going to put your kids through college, didn't you not? 
And I said, yes. And then you said a Okay. Then you said what you did pay. After that. What did then you do? You said. Then you said. Well, you- I mean, I think we get this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's all that for the, the duration of the clip. Oh, God. Just let him I, I think it ends with John, John going, okay, then I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want me to skip to that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's true. After all that, just you're hearing that fucking energy for three minutes. Trash no one do his guy. How do you know? How do you know to fight me? Apologize. I didn't say anything better about you kids. Apologize I don't know you guys if you want to fight me, John. Okay, I apologize. Okay. I, I didn't think I was trashing your kids. <laughs> all right, we're all good then. That's nice. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> oh, all right. What do we have? What else do we have before we get to this uh, hack rag? I like, like updates. It seems like no one's. Nothing. We would know if something crazy was going on, right? With we we would Chad know. And Hack and John. Unless unless they're stream sniping us, <laughs> and everyone just leaves and goes and watches and us do that. That's what you guys should do. Conv- I, I don't mind that. That's just free promotion. That's right. Go convince them to watch us. <laughs> please, please do. How great would that be if they're like looking at making fun of Dat Fan? This guy's not even fine. How's he going to get away with? He could use some positive energy. No, by yeah, they get they're making fun of us for you know the Dat Fan stuff. By the end, they're screaming about how fucking terrible Dat Fan is. Dat <laughs> uh, Fan unites us all at the end of the day. But he can't uh, be fucking serious. A couple other topics that I'm sure Craig will have properly time stamped in the in the description. Sure. Um, I found this clip interesting. So Bobby Lee was on with uh, We Might Be Drunk, Sam Marill and Mark Norman recently. Mm-hmm. And I know Craig's not a big fan of Kalila. Nope. I was uh, like on that train originally, though. You were on very early. You were, And I'll tell you what. I'll give you credit for this. You were on the, hey, we should side with Brendan Schaub against Kalila train much nice. earlier than I was. And now I'm fully on board. That's right. Um, so... I guess uh, Mar- here's why I think Mark Norman is great on podcasts is that he has, he doesn't burn bridges. He doesn't fuck with people. He doesn't start podcast wars, but he does have enough of that autism, whatever he's got to just be bluntly honest in moments where he can't help himself. Mm-hmm. That's why I think he's great in these moments because he will always like, he's one guy. There's a few guys, Tim Dillon, Luis J Gomez, and I would say Mark Norman's also in that category of guys that will point out what the fans are thinking in certain moments. And obviously Tiger Belly gets a lot of hate on the internet. And so uh, Bobby Lee loving being in love with Kalila gets brought up and he truly does. You got to give Bobby Lee credit for this. Say whatever you want, say he's a cuck um, and you don't understand why he's still doing the podcast with Kalila and why he's so loyal to her. My take on it is we don't know their life. We don't know what the last 10 years have been like for them. Bobby's loyal as fuck. And obviously he does love her in some form or fashion. So he's loyal as shit. But it is very funny that Mark Norman points something out about their relationship here. So what I'm saying is, is that I, you know, when you share a life with somebody for 10 years Mm. and also you start a business with them, Mm. which is Tiger Bell was a business, right? And, uh, (laughs) oh yeah. It wasn't. wasn't. I mean, it's a very successful business. Yeah, yeah, no, what I'm saying that I don't think it's, you know, because I don't view relationships as just of a sexual, you know, I mean, contract with somebody. Same. Right? It's a spiritual contract with somebody. It's an emotional contract with somebody. And you become friends with that person and you care about that person. Uh So for me, it's like, I can't understand why people think that it's weird that I'm doing a podcast still with somebody that I love. 
Well, just going off of things she might have done to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Bobby. <laughs> What, what I would say is, I think people do understand. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't know what else to do, right? So it's like I had to do that. You know what I mean? Because uh, I, you know, that was fighting words. You know? Sorry, yeah, sorry. You need, yeah. you need. I think you you can tell that Bobby like wants to love that more than he's able to. I think. Well, the thing is, she's still running his fucking life. It's crazy, but it's hilarious. Like, and listen again. I don't know their relationship, so I don't know what the deal is. Obviously, he has some sort of love for her, and I don't judge that. But it is what everyone's thinking in these moments where he's talking about Kalila, and it's so great that Mark Norman's like, "Well, she might have fucking you know used and abused you for ten years and cucked you when you didn't really want it." You know, yeah. at least that's what the internet says. <laughs> Okay. And she may have been online trolling someone and throwing you under the bus for it. <laughs> she might have made it seem like uh, Brendan Schaub was losing his mind, even though he was correct. And it turns out he did have a team and they did find evidence that it came from this fucking studio. Ah, <laughs> hey, you know, things she might have done to you. <laughs> how, how, uh, looking back, I, I don't think we spent enough time on that whole Schaub, Kalila no, thing. No, we really didn't. Shame on I, I. Here's the thing. I didn't figure out the flow of this show. Maybe I still haven't, but like, I think now we've had a pretty good groove. We know what we're doing a little more. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was the case until like November of last year. Really? Probably. Well, like, you know what I mean? I felt like I had to do more like news and current event type topics and shit like that. And I was doing things that I would get like angry about instead of just goof on. I think now if that whole controversy happened now, that would be like three weeks of the show, just oh, like breaking yeah. down all that shit. Yeah, because I, I, at one point he's like, "My team found the IP address came from here, and there's a Tiger Belly email, and somehow." Well, Cole- see that I, I still don't believe Brendan because he wouldn't show any of the data. He showed it. No, he didn't. He showed some of it after he showed the email and everything. That's what I'm saying. It's all very weird and vague. I believe him. Well, you know what? I I keep forgetting. I, I, I believe him, too. What am I saying? Yeah. First off, I don't Dick know why Dan you... is almost here in the mail. I, I don't know why you wouldn't believe him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should revisit that at some point, because it was all pretty crazy. But shout out to Mark Norman for calling out what all the fans were thinking in that moment. Yeah. Do you want to uh, go to Jay Moore? Yeah. So speaking of Brendan Schaub, it seems Jay Moore... Uh, who I don't know what he's been up to lately other than banging Genie Bus. Good for him. I forgot about that. But uh, he was on the Fighter and the Kid podcast, and it seems, I don't know if he's been uh, off the internet for some years or something. He just stumbled upon the Fighter and the Kid's subreddit, I think. And he's fascinated by it. I had so much fun last time, and you guys, uh, George and Chin, do a good job of uh, like editing the clips and everything. Oh, yeah. made it really Georgie, easy I mean- for me to... Georgie does all the clips. Georgie yeah. does it all. And, uh, but then I'm like, you know, I post it, co-post it, we collaborate. Then I'm reading the comments. I was like, do your fans like you? Oh, us? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I, like they, it's, I was like, oh, I remember this world. Yeah. Well, those aren't fans. The, you know, those are. They're listening and posting. Well, exactly. They're, they're listeners. You specifically. I'm like, There's, all Brandon does is fucking try to help others. <laughs> and Jay, like, just calling it out. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> it's crazy. I've never seen anyone just go in there and be like. Hey, do you know everyone like hates you guys? Is that <laughs> is that the deal? <laughs> well, it works out because Jay, to some degree, is a quote legend, I guess. Uh, I guess, yeah. And uh, so he can just go in and say whatever the fuck he wants. Now, do you think he's fucking with them? No. Do you think he really just learned that there's hate for Brendan Shaw by the internet? Yes. 
Really? Well, he's with Genie Bus now. When was the last time he yeah, looked maybe, at yeah, a computer? Maybe he's just out of it. Maybe he's not in touch with what's the, the, the inside goings on in comedy, I guess. But I feel like if you're a comedian of any level, you've heard that. Well, I think he knows people don't like him. I, I think he was stunned that in their subreddit, they were getting crushed. <laughs> Yeah, that's great that he's just calling it out, though. I love it. Yeah. His own business. But they don't know that. Well, yeah, they just, they, they just think well, they, they do, though. They just they think do. he's cocky football player, and that's, that's how they... I don't think that's it. I think, football player, huh? <laughs> well, yeah. you, mean, you mean when I stopped playing 20 years ago? Back in the day, yeah. you know? Is he doing I do think that if people saw the shit <laughs> you do behind the scenes, they'd be like, oh. I don't think it matters. No, I don't think, no. no, they wouldn't care. No, they'll do, those people can't win. Some people just hate you. Some people hate you for no You know what, Reggie? <laughs> I think I, I think Brendan is becoming less sensitive than Count. I think so. Count, we saw fucking weeping that he's not selling out as many gigs as he used to, and Brendan had to make that great Navy SEAL analogy to pull him out of it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I think Brendan's just he's. I think he's finally accepting the people on social media. <sighs> I think he's understanding. I think I think we are leading the charge in bringing Brendan around. I think he's finally and Skankfest is where it's finally going to come to fruition. May, just maybe. I believe that. I think he's finally understanding, and I think he's going to be more playful in the next few months. I agree. I agree. But yeah, shout out to Jay Moore for being like, what? <laughs> do, do people like this show or what's going on? People fucking hate you. <laughs> Are there fans of the show or does everyone hate it? What's happening here? Uh, all right. Well, I guess it's uh, time for the good old hack ride video. We've done, uh, oof, we've done quite a show here. Two and a half hours. So this is going to be. Well, a- we've got a long one, folks. We've got a uh, hack ride has put together another um, masterpiece of his. And it's a long one. By the way, update us, you know. Uh, updates in the chat. Are uh, Stuttering John and Chad still going at it? Uh, it's only two. They started at one. They must be. Usually, That's what I'm, I'm wondering if they're doing another three-hour show. Because here's the thing. I don't think John's going to have that much to say that he hasn't already said. Yeah, because now he talked to everybody. We got it. Yeah, Pac Face and the dues payer, they, they suck. We understand. What now? Kev, I mean... <laughs> I guess the show is called the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy police. It should be hypoc, with poc face. Ah, that's good, Craig. You should be working for him. That's, we're on the same wavelength. Hypocrisy police and Anthony's face is like peering to the sea or something. Yeah. What if <laughs> what if it comes on and then uh, it's just John screaming like Carl's gonna rape him and he just keeps repeating it. I mean, him are just simpatico. <laughs> That's who I would choose. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. All right. Um, so should we get into the uh, Seinfeld game? Oh, absolutely. I think Jerry, I think there might be a problem. I think Jerry might be out this week. Now, I just want to um, preface this by saying, I have said in the past that Hack Rides videos, they're not inside show stuff enough. And it's possible he has overcorrected to the point where <laughs> you would have to be inside our DMs with each other <laughs> to understand some of this. So just know that I think a lot of this has to do with my commentary on what hacker I should have been doing with some of these videos. It's like three little bears uh, porridge. We're going to find yeah, the yeah, just yeah. right one. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to get just right. But this is um, this is very inside stuff to where it specifically has to do with what I have messaged him in the past. So just know that going in, and I think it'll make more sense to you. But it's a long one, so I'll try not to interrupt too much. 
And if you're one of the people that doesn't like Hack Ride, uh, we've warned you. It's called show related. You're <laughs> <laughs> just mocking me now. <laughs> I, I gotta say, hold on, pause. I'm sorry. Just before we get into it, is it wild that we're doing a show where I'm being mocked? By someone for wanting the show that I host to be hosted by me. <laughs> He's like, oh, can you believe this prima donna wants to have creative control of his show? <laughs> you believe this little girl, guys, whining? He's like, get your ears checked, Mike. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Thank you so much, BJ, for joining Hack Ride Studios. The first time I saw you interview Bam... I realized how devastating soulless you were. I knew I had what to have it? you. The clock on the wall is Brendan Schaub's face with <laughs> minute and hour. See, these are the idiosyncrasies I don't get to appreciate. That's yeah, good stuff. That was funny. So welcome to the team. Well, thank you, Mr. Hackride. I must say Hack it was a mug. little weird to get a call out of the blue from a demon. But as I always say, when opportunity knocks, you answer that door high on GHB with your Jersey girl ass in the air. <laughs> oh, yes. You are truly awful. A pit of bile and salted mucus. Ah, oh, thank you. You are welcome, BJ. You have come in a kind of transitionary time for the company. You see, 98% of our entire business model is for one show, The Blind Mike Project, though we are only covering around 45% of show-related material in the production. <laughs> in our contract does not count if we initiate the interest. Blind Mike has to mention them first. Are you understanding any of this, BJ? So this Blind Mike guy has to start the beef and then you come in and amplify or direct people to the already existing beef. Exactly. Such a quick little cut. Well, can I ask why don't we just do only show related material and get that number to 100%? Great question, BJ. Since you signed the NDA, now is a good enough time to tell you. Jerry Seinfeld is a raving madman, an uncontrollable diva and psychopath, and he is also missing. A while ago, we had to extract him from a murder-for-hire scheme involving a middling Ohio comedian. We've also had to pay restitution to two comedians he forced to say f***ed on the air lunch. He is a walking time bomb. I remember those but games. no one has heard from him <laughs> since last week, and we are kind of in a rough spot here. With him missing, and this week's show being very not show-related, I have one <laughs> hell mayor to save us and the studio. I called in a favor from hell, and I was able to steal... This is Blind Mike's Pelican Brief Expose. ...which I think might be a big enough loophole for us to save this thing. Do you understand, BJ? We are loopholing this bitch. Yes, Mr. Hackride. I think I get it, but I guess I just don't understand what my role in all this will be. What do you need from me? Well, BJ, the funny thing is you have already fulfilled half your duties for us here at Hackride Studios. See, this whole intro with you in it has now been deemed show-related. <laughs> what, what a smug trick. I love it. But it's I very good. Do it's one more thing for me. In about five minutes, <laughs> plug that plug in over there for the feed from hell to come up on the network. 
I have to get on a plane right now. Oh, okay. Um, yes, I can do that for you, Mr. Hackride. A plane. Holy shit. Where are you flying to? Hell? Oh, no, BJ. A place much worse. A metaphorical ice raft launched for the soulless to drift among the fog and shadow for eternity. A wet <laughs> hole filled with decaying pig carcass. I'm going to Rochester, New York. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I think I know who he's meeting in Rochester. Later. <laughs> I got an idea. Well, I guess it's time to plug this in. I've actually never seen a TV show from hell before. Welcome back to the Jerry's. That okay, hold on. A feisty. Now I have to. Mother Teresa. If you don't watch, why are you laughing? We did. This is. Now he's going real inside. Jerry Lewis, we did an episode about it. So we did. He, again, he's filling his quota. We did talk about what a prick Jerry Lewis is on mm -hmm. an episode of Why Are You Laughing? So this fits. He's checking all the right boxes. <laughs> is a real donkey fucking cunt. And you can print that. You two didn't even say a f***ing word. I swear to Satan, sometimes it is like talking to two brick walls. As you know, talking? we always finish. Uh, Jerry from Tom and Jerry, and I don't know the other one. Okay, I so a little loose face. on the... All right. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure I know who it is, but it's blank right now. The show with a game on the Jerry's. Before we are forced... To return to the pit yes, of nightmarish tortures, I wouldn't wish on that John <laughs> River. It's Jerry Sandusky. <laughs> See, Jerry Sandusky is a great one. <laughs> Technically, a show reference. If you go way back, it should have been Jerry Callahan. Also, this is where Hackard has to learn the inside references. It's not spelled the same though. That wouldn't that. be ours, anyways. That's not that. That's KMS, not us. To avoid. Even though I do a show with him, I can't touch, <laughs> I can't touch it. <laughs> hey, Jerry. Jerry, you have a special caller. Oh, yes, Joe. Joe, what is up? A Mr. Beelzebub. Beelzebub. It's Jerry Lewis. How are you? I think you? that might be actually uh, Shuli's producer, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I think Hackrod may have gotten some guest stars for this. He did. Which, by the way, Joe, I don't know anything about him. He was nice to me when I was on. What, didn't he have some horrible incident with a guy where he fucking pulled a gun on him for some dispute he had in his yard or something? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about him. I do, you know, maybe do a little background check before we bring these people in, but sounds, I'm all right with it. <laughs> sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, this is the Well, that is not the real Baalzebub, obviously. The real Baalzebub would have called me in back on my personal That's number. That's pretty funny. Thank you. Oh, look at that. Box eating dad gifts five baby foreskins. Thank you, box eating dad. Do you two fucking retards have anything to add? I do this show with two hosts who are That's more like funny. ghosts. Just say something. Say anything. Don't you realize we are going back into the demon holes as soon as this is over? We can at least have one moment where you say something of significance. I won't hold my breath. Literally, we don't breathe anymore. That is just a fact. 
Would you look at that in the chat? Hackride. The demon has asked for a link. He's the one who got kicked out of hell for not raping. Yes, send him a link, please. <laughs> what? Like what? He's very talented. I think that demon may have gotten a bad rap. Anytime I was ever with Hackride, he was always raping. Just a motherfucking raping machine. Scoreboard sparking <laughs> and exploding. What the hell's going on? Fake news on that one, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Jerry. Okay, yes, Joe. Jerry, our guest is here. It looks like Hack Ride has sent us a real living human to play our award-winning game. As you know, all of us in hell practice genitalism, which is a religion we created to honor our only vice and pleasure allowed in the genitals of living, walking humans above us. We don't know if God's lawyers f***ed up or they just thought since we are below, we are going to do it anyway. We worship the undercarriage of the living and our game here at the Jerry's only honors them and in no way ridicules their ugly natures and cheesy or fishy smells. Well, I'm lost. Okay, <laughs> let's bring on our living guests. We have little to zero information on this gentleman. What's other than his name Carl? is Carl and he lives in Rochester, <laughs> New York. I thought him. that we had it bad. But Carl, I am so sorry. It's not Syracuse. Carl, it's a pleasure for you, I'm it's sure. So, hold on a second. Hold Jerry on. Lewis. Pause. Mm-hmm. Carl, Carl's had such a tremendous week. He's got everything he's ever uh, dreamed of. <laughs> <laughs> he had to sit in his basement and run lines with Hackride. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, now make a Syracuse joke here. <laughs> Uh, good sport, I guess. <laughs> I understand that, but how are you? I, I mean, I guess I'm doing all right. I'm a little confused of what's even going on. Why am I here? I'm sorry, Keep Carl. talking or Jenny gets it, Carl. Well, just hold on, Carl. Let's see how this plays out. Anyway, thank you for joining Chris, us. Chris had to go game. over to their we house We like to call this. Celestial Peepers, <laughs> where Jerry, Jerry, and I take a look at someone, you know's penis or vagina with our one and only true right, granted to us by God's bad attorneys, and you have to guess what it actually looks <laughs> like. Does this game make sense to you, Carl? No. How? What part of that made any sense to anyone? We will give you a few options. You pick what you think. And we tell you if you are right or wrong about what your friend, family, or loved one's <laughs> genitals look like. You know, I do actually do a, a game show with a talking potato, so I guess this isn't so bad. So, Carl, I ask, do you have someone you would like to pick for the game? Um, well, I guess I'd pick Vinnie Paulino because I don't think he even knows what his genitals look like. <laughs> That could be fun. That's gross. Carl has picked one Vinnie Paulino. Can we, we get don't a make Vinnie Paulino's Vinnie Paulino. fat jokes here. This is a fat shaming zone. Thank you, Joe. Very nice. What a gorgeous day to go for a walk and work on this belly. <laughs> is this actually Vinnie? No. No. Okay, all right. Why is my man junk burning? Ouch. 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 Okay, looks like we have found Vinnie Paulino. Let's go ahead and lock him in for the game. Wow, wow, wow. Jerry, Jerry, and I, Jerry Lewis, will take a long, hard look at Vinnie Paulino's penis. What is going on? Find what makes it so unique and worthy of hell's one. The funniest part is Carl is sitting through all this shit. And playing drops. Well, Jerry Lewis is done. I've seen all I need, too. 
I'm going to ask you to look at three pictures and pick the one that you think is most like the penis that belongs to your friend, Vinnie Paulino. Up, we have a pedophile in the park. It's not me. I can't. <laughs> I, I like Vinny. Why is this happening? Picture He's great. One tiny little egg in a giant nest. Is it picture two? A totally shaved tapeworm, long but not thick. Or three? <laughs> wide as a penis can get, but almost bulldog looking, being cut short by some catastrophe leaving only a trunk of a once mighty tree. Uh, hi, this is uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, that's it. And uh, welcome to my game. So, Blind Mike and Craig, I ask you, which picture best describes what Vinny Paulino has between his legs? And I would remind you that this is a game and does satisfy the contract for Jerry, uh, for me. Okay, please take your time. One, two, or three. And why do you say, think that way? I lost track. I don't know which description was which anymore. I'm going to go with uh, egg in a nest. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. I'll go with that, too. <laughs> now we wait. We're a tuna can. <laughs> a tuna can. You really uh, thought we talked about this for a long time. Huh? just sounds right with Vinny. Well, now that you have picked, let us reveal to you the real answer. Well, we have a little bit of a surprise here for us. And this is a first for the show. We knew it would happen one day, but never imagined it would be with this particular beefy man, Vinny. To the question, why, why is Vinny what under does attack? Paulino's penis look like? <laughs> the answer, Carl, is none of the above. Should have guessed that. That's right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. What Vinny has in his crotch area isn't even described in any of the generations of ancient text. Just a void of nothingness. No shape. No mass. There is no breeding function, only a swirl and blur of glitching air where the genitals should be. Should have guessed that. A void deeper <laughs> than the deepest pit in hell. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Carl, you are Whole incorrect. 15 minutes just no, to make fun I of his dick. Known. I've never seen his wife smiling ever. She's not <laughs> an attack of Vinnie Paulino for no reason. Do with this information in the world. He's a friend of the show. But now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Thank you. <laughs> That inconsiderate jerk. I guess. Oh, looks like we lost Carl. Well, isn't that <laughs> convenient? Well, our time here is almost up. And yep, it looks like happened? the blades have all been sharpened and the spiders have all been <laughs> rustled. Killed so Carl, back I don't in know. the torture room for us. But thank you for... Well, Susan, what happened Daddy, here? what happened? What is this? Don't worry, folks. Nothing to see here. Just a real creepo pedophile type. But we got him. <laughs> what happened? I don't. I don't condone. Nor, nor do I. That was weird. Honestly, agree, it should be our logo. <laughs> BJ, I would like to thank you for pulling the call when I text you. you know, this is what happens when we get him off Ray DeVito. From what I have seen, I can't wait to get to work here. One more viper in the pit. Am I right? Well, here's the thing, BJ. We needed you in the beginning for the show-related material. And then you did that <laughs> thing for me, which again, very nice. Thank you very much. And now here we are at the end. And guess what? You are using me again for a show-related ending. You catch on fast, BJ. <laughs> but you're only about halfway there. See, the thing is, 
We don't much care for enabling cults around here at the Hackride Studios, a creature whose sole existence relies on the pain and soul-draining of others. That's, That's my, my job, job, BJ. <laughs> so, we have transferred you to live action. Animation is for the innocent of heart, BJ, not the corrupted. Now let me introduce you to your new boss in live action. Alec! Oh, Alec! Hello, BJ. My name is Alec Baldwin. Hey, okay. let me ask you, have you ever wanted to be a cinematographer? <laughs> a gun? Oh, don't worry. It isn't loaded. And action. Oh my god. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> oh, Alec. <laughs> What's a fun time we have here at Hackride Studios? Project. <laughs> I would like to thank our great guest stars, Carl Hamburger, Jenny Jingles, and Chris the Producer, from Who Are These Podcasts? Yeah, sorry guys. The sort of the Earth people, <laughs> and goddamn, do they know how to throw an orgy? I will never look at Rochester the same again. I would also like to thank Producer Joe from the Shuli Network. Yes. That was the real producer, Joe. These Thanks, cameos Joe. are getting out of hand. I'm looking at you, Toki. <laughs> oh, was that it? Uh, I'm waiting till it goes to the last second because I usually get yelled at if I don't. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, <laughs> wow. That was, that was interesting. Now, in some ways, that was his best work yet. Yes. In, in others, I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> I will say, he said to me, he's like, this is either going to be the best thing I've ever done, or you're going to yeah. be like, how the fuck did your brain go there? And well, I would say a mix of both. I would say it was a mix of both. <laughs> I would say a very mix. Like, people, I, I've gotten messages like, why, why do you even play these videos? It's like, I think they're fascinating. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> when they're good, they make me laugh. And when they're bad, I'm like, the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Which makes me laugh. Why, Vinny, I apologize. You're a friend of the show. We didn't do it. We had nothing to do with that. We, look at us. We would not make fun of Vinny's body by any means. No. No, never. I don't know why Vinny took such abuse there. I think he's going to be on Why Are You Laughing sometime in the next Oh, good. Make it nice and awkward. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you guys just play like a 15-minute segment of well, me being a we pedophile? We can blame Carl because he knew all about it, apparently. Carl didn't tell me this. I don't know if Carl knew about that part. I don't know. He made some jokes about Vinny that I found unkind. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the one, I'll tell you, the one I feel worse for is Chris. Because I don't think he, I don't think Chris particularly likes me <laughs> based on uh, his, like, whenever my name is brought up, he seems like, oh, bro, like, not, he's not a fan. So he had to sit through all this, <laughs> which must have been like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, poor Chris had to have fun. Wow. <laughs> no, no. Chris is a good, I find Chris very funny. I just don't think oh, he's a fan of mine. I was just jumping on whatever. No, he's, good. He's, a, he's a good dude. He's a good wave. dude. Especially for sitting through whatever that was. <laughs> yep. That was something. <laughs> hey, Ride, bravo. I would say, A, great job. There's a lot of funny stuff in there. And also you're learning. I think it's funny <laughs> to make fun of me. It's very funny to make fun of me. For wanting things that make sense on the show. <laughs> Hackride said Carl picked Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> Why? If that's true, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, let's just fat shame Vinny Paulino for no reason. Uh, call him a pedophile, say he's got a tiny penis. 
Ah, I didn't understand why we're why are we saying he's got no penis and why is Jerry Lewis involved? There was a lot of questions, but but I loved it, frankly. And well, that that's uh, make sure that's in the drive hack ride because I'll put that on YouTube. Oh, that's uh, that's YouTube worthy. Oh boy, yeah. How's that for a, a pretentious boss, Mister Hackride? Hmm? Yeah, how's that for a little pat on the head, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you rub his horns a little, you know what I mean? Have we done a full three hours yet? Uh, just about two just minutes. About. Is there anything we missed? No. <laughs> How could we? <laughs> yeah. Boy, it's a three-hour day. You can't say we're not working for you, folks. That's right. Uh, I wonder if uh, Chad and Stuttering John are still going out. Now I got to watch that. The workday never ends, you know? I got I to go on like a three-hour drive in a little bit. So uh, I might catch it. What's happening on a very good show these days? Uh, What day is it? I don't, even f- I don't even fucking know. <laughs> oh, things are so crazy, man. <laughs> things are fucking wild. Uh, I don't even remember what we talked Not about. Not as easy as it looks, folks, to promote yourself, is it? <laughs> I feel like I've been like one behind every time now instead of, I don't know, it's weird. We just uh, talked about the show alone. That was fun. What's that? Uh, it's a show where 10 people get put in the it's woods. It's a death fan show? <laughs> <laughs> folks. Roasted. <laughs> folks. <laughs> but seriously, folks. <laughs> Cardiff just asked if he missed the hack ride segment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you did. I'm sorry, Cardiff. You just missed it. Cardiff will enjoy it. I Well, he does a show with Vinny, so maybe he would be in the same boat as us. Yeah, yeah. We're, we can't believe this happened. Cardiff, let Vinny know we're, we're against that. We, yeah. we don't go for that kind of we're stuff. We're going to get ahead of it. We didn't yeah. do it. Well, if Carter's here, that must mean John is definitely done. Definitely. All right. I guess we'll have a short one to go comb through. I'm assuming someone would have told us if something crazy happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, and we tiered cereals, American cereals. <laughs> you tiered cereals. Yes. I don't know why it came up, but then we just did it. It <laughs> wasn't planned or anything, so. Guys, go to VeryGoodShow.org. If you're wondering, well, where the heck did Frosted Flakes rank? <laughs> We're not going to tell you. Oh, you want to know? Uh, Go find out. Go to VeryGoodShow.org. That's where you can support the Craigster. Uh, John's still his, John's still on antics. and boring, says Cardiff. Um, say again? Oh, John's Car- still on and boring. Yeah. That's what I figured. I, I, I'm curious if Cardiff agrees with me. I said diminishing returns at this point. You know? Mm-hmm. There's no way. It's, it's not going to keep getting better. He's already said everything he has to say. And a uh, super sticker from Where Am I? Well, thank you. Thank you, folks. I appreciate the... Uh, listen... The live chat group is small. I know a lot of shows brag about, I know Steel Toe goes on and is like, oh my God, we got this many people in the chat. We're a much smaller army, but I appreciate those of you that, uh, that contribute. You're very, very kind. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Thank you guys. All right. Anything else? Go to blindmike.net. If you want to, if you do want to support the show, Patreon is cruising, baby. I I know I keep throwing the number 700 out there. We are almost there. We got it. We got to hit it in July for Christ's sake. Blind Mike is also still on in boring. Hey, <laughs> Cardiff. Cardiff. I thought we had an alliance here. Seems like uh, it's turned. We're going to make some French fries. I, so much so that I said Cardiff's here. This must mean we're the premier program right now. <laughs> Well, in reality, Carver's just sniping us. Everyone's watching over there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, well, I like. I, I said it was an honor to be in. Uh, I was mentioned in a Cardiff Electric parody song. Interesting. So you he uses abuses me there, and then comes here and abuses me. Wow. This guy, no, no goddamn respect. Wow. I have to have a talking to him when we uh we play golf this weekend. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you're watching and you're not subscribed, subscribe to the YouTube if you'd be so kind. 
that helps uh, boost the old algorithm. Like this video, share it, tell people it exists. I'm on threads now. Me too. I guess. So go follow us there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you see that lasting? No, it's annoying. It sucks, right? Yeah. But to be honest, I think I Why thought not the, just make it part of Instagram. I think I thought the same thing of Twitter when I first used it. So who knows? But it Maybe, seems like but it, it should just be part. Of, it shouldn't be a separate app. Just make so that Instagram has a new tab where it's like the news feed. I, go PC I, still, I think that might be the only thing I do like about it is that's a new app. Uh, it, it's it just copying Instagram, but it's worse. Yeah, it's it's. Terrible. I don't like it so far, but we'll, I trust Zuckerberg. He'll, he'll work the bugs out. <laughs> hey, listen, he's taken someone else's idea and run with it before. So that's true. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Blindmike.net. Support the show. We appreciate you. Um, I'm thinking next week we got to check in on Ojeda. We haven't heard from uh, Richard Ojeda in a while. We so need we might get back to that. I, I need to be cleansed after all this stuttering, John. That's a good, yeah, and there's going to be a week or two where Craig's gone, so that Tom Myers stuff is perfect for that. So we'll break down all of that um, at the end of August, probably. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for watching. We'll talk to you later. And we have a mean transition. Sappers clear the way, everyone all the way. If I tell you you've got a homicide, buddy, you've got a homicide. I hope that you're from you soon. I am proud to own the Trumpy Bear, and I will always be proud to be an American. Until then, have yourself a great day, and as always, rock on. Stop the baloney, huh? What kind of statement is that? I wrote it. One of my favorite players to cover when he was here was Mike Vrabel. Tell me Mike Vrabel's story. <laughs> Piss on him. All right. My belly hurts. Can you please kindly F off, please? Anyway, God bless America.